Good evening, Mr. Bond, and welcome to my secret lair. Before I kill you, allow me to satisfy your curiosity. Indeed, you guessed correctly. You see, I am a good sportsman, and I do enjoy getting my news from Belly Up Sports. Well, you see, my dear 007, they cover everything from NFL to the bloody NASCAR. Some would describe it as a true internet sports bar. And much like Spectre, they are everywhere. So for the final moments you have, my dear 007, I suggest you visit bellyupsports.com. Click the follow button on the Twitter and observe their Facebook and Instagram. But now it's late, I'm tired, and so little time left to achieve world domination. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. Alrighty, guys, what's up? It's Justin. We're here for another episode of Baseball and Whatever. Episode 32, I have Greg, who, uh, as you heard right there, just transformed into somebody from Bond. I don't know who, which I know I'm, we're losing followers as I how say did, that. How did we get uh, Blofeld to do that? Was oh, that who that was? <laughs> well done, Greg. And, and then obviously there's Vinny, too, by the way. So. Um, so more specifically, I think that was Charles Gray uh, Blofeld, which was intentionally camp. But uh, Very well done. I'm thinking all of our ad reads are going to have to be done as other characters from now on. I think that's the direction <laughs> we're going to have to go. I think so. <laughs> yeah. And with some of our impersonations, I'm sure they'll go great. Uh, that was good, though. Thank you, Craig. Uh, so, yeah, we, we are episode. This is episode 32. Welcome. If you are finding us for the first time, uh, we are baseball and whatever. Our first segment tonight is obviously we'll talk a little bit about baseball. Some of the awards were um, put out there this week for the rookie of the year and MVP and things like that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the free agent movings and signings and dealings that are going on. And then Greg uh, graciously gathered a bunch of information based on the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. The little teaser trailer went out this week, so I finally watched it. I know we all watched it, so we'll talk a little bit about that briefly. And then we'll get to our whatever topic, which is the best 80s movies, uh, which was actually a lot more difficult than I thought. There's a lot of 80s movies I like. So uh, a lot of great ones. Yeah. So stick around for that. Or if you don't like baseball, skip to that segment. I'll have the uh, the the markings in the um, description of the episode. You can skip right to it if you choose. But before we get to any of that, uh, first of all, this is episode 32. Can you guys think of any famous 32s? Oh, I honestly I got don't a know. list I can't of them. Think of any? I, well, Uh-oh. I knew Vinny had a list, but I can't. I couldn't think of any. Yeah. All right, well, I can't think of any. I got some for the cu- no. a couple. A couple Cubs come to mind. I'm sure this is going to like. I don't know your recent, but John Lever. I think, oh, was 32. God, yeah, and yep. Latroy Latroy Hawkins. Uh, I yep. try and your guy Latroy. Vinny. And I think for one year, I think he's still playing in like indie somewhere. Daryl Ward. I liked Daryl Ward too. Yeah, he was Randall he was. Simon 2.0. He was. He was I'm trying the, to make him that. <laughs> um, for the White Sox, um, Gavin Sheets. Mm, yep. Adam uh, Gavin Sheet. Where Where is it now? Adam Dunn wore it for a little bit. And yep. um, what you call it? Uh, oh, what's his face? He used to pitch Kip Wells. Those are the oh. Third. oh, and Dustin Hermanson from the uh, 05, uh team. Wait, Kip Wells? Kip, I forgot Kip Wells was on the White Sox. Yeah, Kip Wells. Oh God, I like, forgot. Yeah, I just remember him on the, the Pirates. Yeah, early two thousands, I think. Wow. The, uh, on the White Sox, that's, or that's late going 90s, back a ways. So I, I believe those were the thirty two. But I okay. think Vinny has. Been you you missed out on a couple. I'm kind of disappointing you, Greg. Uh, okay, oh, for oh, Cubs, oh, for the White oh, Sox, got or one? for the Cubs, yep. for the White Sox. A thirty two recent or yep, old older older, um, Hall of Famer. 
Hall of Famer wore 32 and, for and the notable oh. White Sox boob that I don't like. Oh, noble White Sox boob you don't like. Yeah, there's so many of them. <laughs> they the, yeah, worth the, oh, I've, I'm a stump, Vinny. Steve Stone. Oh, oh see, I don't like Steve, Steve Stone. Stone. He doesn't bother me. You're not a Steve he's Stone an, guy, Vinny? He's an idiot. No, he was. Oh. He went on. He went on 670 the score and told uh, Bernstein that they need to get rid of uh, video replay because the game shouldn't be a hundred percent correct. Okay, well, oh, did he really sense. say that? Oh. Yes, he did really say that. Oh, and yeah. Bernstein was just like in shock. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, wow. I get it if you're going to say like it's slowing down the game, but to complain that they're it's yeah, there to get sense. the call right, even yeah. if it is as close as oh well, you know he he got you know got a part of his shirt. It it that's the right call. I again, that's why I don't like him. Um, plus, when he's on Twitter, <laughs> he speaks in absolutes, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and the, that is true. The the playoffs, he was like, well, if the White Sox win one more game, then they'll have two games left to go. And people are like, yeah, but they're not going to win one more. He goes, well, what did I say is incorrect? It's like, dude, <laughs> let people be upset about how they're playing because they're playing like garbage right now. Yeah, I do remember so, that. He he speaks so. in absolutes and acts like he's uh, the uh, Jesus Christ of he's White Sox out, fandom. Yeah, yeah mm. uh, he's very, very obnoxious. Um, Steve Carlton also wore 32 oh, for the White yeah, Sox. Yeah. Oh, Brian wow, okay. Nice. Brian Anderson also. Yeah, I remember Brian and, Anderson. Yeah, he also wore 44 uh, for the White yep. Sox. Were both numbers. And also, uh, now Cubs, Trace Thompson. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember yeah. him as 28. Maybe he wore it, 32 alls. He, he yeah. think he wore a bunch of different numbers. So could be. Sounds, uh, sounds right. Well, I, Cubs, I will I will definitely have some 33s. But what do you got? What else you got for the Cubs, Vinny? For the Cubs, Michael Hermosillo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who? Tyler Chatwood. Oh, uh, Michael Hermosillo is a new, new prospect. Guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tyler Chatwood. I try to, <laughs> oh, I try to forget about him. Yeah. Ugh. Brian Dunsing. He was good. Mm. I remember yeah, Brian. He was Dunsing. okay. He was all right. John Lieber, as uh, Greg had said, and yeah. Milk Lieber. Pappas. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you guys have any Bears 32? I got a Bears one that comes. All I, right. I, 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 this is the number 32. Like, this is a big one for me. Uh, one of my okay. favorite players, Cedric Benson. Yes. Was oh, 32. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy was a beast. Khalil <laughs> Bell yeah. also. Oh, Edgar yeah. Montgomery. Edgar Bennett. Oh, yeah. Lemuel, Dave Montgomery. <laughs> Lemuel Lemonhead Stinson for older Bear fans out there. Oh, there you go. I, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Justin Blackhawks. Um, no. Who do you got? Kevin Link Lincoln. Oh, he's their current backup goalie to Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. He was really good last year as their goalie. Okay, yeah. Michael Roosevelt. Yes, Stanley Cup winner. He stuck around forever. Chris, okay. Christopher Stieg. Christopher Stieg. Yes. Oh wow. He Steve Thomas. I remember Steve Thomas. They called him Stumpy. Yep, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> Pavel Vorva B. Oh, Pavel Vorobiev. Oh, he was. Yeah, a, there you go. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was this Russian. Butcher that one. <laughs> was this Russian kid that came in, and he actually was pretty good, but the Hawks kind of mismanaged him, and his uh, 
his not mugshot, but that the image that they take before the season, he had the strongest unibrow. Like he looked like Dracula. That's kind of what he looked nice. like with unibrow. So yeah, I <laughs> forgot he was 32. That was a very dark time in Blackhawks fandom because they were awful. Oh, four to Oh six. Oh God. That was, that was when you could get a college ID, go there and get a $15 ticket for eight bucks and sit in the stadium. Nice. I did that and then- a lot. Murray Craven from 95 oh to 97. Yeah, he, oh, no. he was one of my favorites as a kid. Uh, I like I that got name. The Canucks. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, wow. Good pull. I, I totally think I got, forgot. I think I got one bulls guy. There Sorry, we go. Here, no, go ahead. I was going to say, Will Purdue for, uh, who does yes. like pre and post was 32, that's right. That's right. For yeah. like yes. a long time. He was like a long time. 32 for the, uh, yeah. During the nineties. Yes. Eighties and nineties. Yep. yep. Will Purdue. Uh, I have three more bulls. Chris oh Dunn. Oh, yeah. Jimmer Fredette. Oh, my God. I forgot about him. And I forgot he was on the Bulls, too. And then oh, Richard man. Rip Hamilton. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> oh, I forgot he was yeah. on the Bulls, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. God. Wow. God, the Bulls had both Ben Wallace and Rip Hamilton. Yeah. They yeah. just weren't as good as they were when they were on the Pistons, right? Oh, they got them past their prime. <laughs> I got to say, though, I have watched so much. Uh, I've watched so much Bulls basketball the last couple nights. It is so much fun to watch year. a good basketball yeah, team. Like, good, yeah. I forgot yeah. how much I enjoy the NBA. I think it's I got to really get fun. in on that. <laughs> you should. It's it's really, especially the last two games against the Clippers and the Lakers. They were unbelievable. Um, It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So we've yeah. uncovered a lot of. 32. <laughs> Wait, man, that yeah. is my like Vinny. This is dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yes. holy cow. Murray Craven. I'm going to have to go. Yeah. I, I probably have his hockey card upstairs. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, before we get to our baseball talk, we're going to, we're going to talk about uh, some messages we got on our text line and our email and YouTube comments and tweets. Uh, and if you want to write into the show, you can do so by emailing us at baseball, whatever at gmail.com or Use the official Belly Up Sports email, which is baseball whatever podcast at bellyupsports.com. You can also tweet us at baseball and what. Leave us a comment on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash baseball and whatever. And you can also text our new, fresh, spanking new text line, which is 913 808 3278 or 913 808 fart. There we go. I was waiting for this. There we go. All right. Uh, Vinny, you want to tell us what we got on the text line this week? Yeah, Roy from Skokie checked in again. He said, hey, guys, great episode last week. And thanks for responding to my text. No problem, Roy. We <laughs> just keep sending, getting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. keep sending them. We will respond all the time. Uh, he says, Greg, thanks for explaining the difference between the two pitches. I always, uh, I was always told uh, they were pretty much the same. I was glad and that then, was coherent. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Um, then he goes on to say, I wanted to bring up that I was looking on MLB trade rumors and, uh, they predicted that Trevor story would be signing a six year, $126 million deal. They think the Phillies Rangers or Astros are the teams that will sign him. What do you guys think about the con that contract? Fuck, give me him for six I years. Was gonna say, that, that doesn't sound bad. 20, 21, 21 per year. Um, Good God, yeah. give me that. Yeah, yeah I, would take that. I, I, I think the Cubs and the White Sox should be in, should on, be in that. on that. White, yeah. White Sox for, for sure. But looking at the teams, I don't think the Phillies or the Rangers make well, the Rangers maybe. I, are the Rangers competing? See, the thing about the Rangers yeah. is I hear all these. Um, I already like you hear all the free agent rumors like, oh, yeah, like even Castellanos can for like just random power hitters are like 
predicting going to the Rangers. I'm like, I where where are they going? I don't you think know? yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. That organization doesn't seem like it's very well run, at least from no. my from an outside. No, perspective. I don't think I don't so. I don't think so. But, but yeah, yeah, and they have two younger guys. Their shortstop was actually pretty good. He put up a 3.7 WAR uh, last year, but he, his OPS plus was 85, so not very good offensively. Mm, yeah. Um, and their second baseman wasn't really good, but they're, they're both young, uh, and you know, their second baseman's locked up till 2026 and the shortstop's locked up till 2024. The Phillies, they have Didi Gregorius and Gene Segura. Well, and Segura, they're both locked up through, through 2022. Well, Segura plays second and I know, well, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I, well, Didi is they're, actually, he's a shortstop. Yeah. But I, if, if I hear Phillies rumors for story too, and Didi Gregorius is terrible yeah and i know the phillies man. the phillies probably want to i i mean i i think i i wouldn't be surprised he was good with the yankees yeah i thought he was, so but I, I think yeah i think with the phillies dd's gotta be i mean last year he's gotta be negative war player um so that makes a lot of sense for a team trying to compete story going there for power but um yeah i mean the rangers though i don't know what they're doing so yeah. but i guess story would be an upgrade other than those two guys but like you said they're young so yeah, I don't know. Yep. Yeah, uh, Gregorius was a negative point eight WAR player. Okay, so, so he was. Yeah, he was, was. That would be an upgrade. Um, and then yeah, well, the Astros also. I think they that makes probably the most. Sense yeah, there's an actual the vacancy there. there. <laughs> yeah, yep, there's, yep, there, but, there's not a player there right now. So. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I, That's I would say Astros, Phillies, and then Rangers. I, yeah, I'm shocked on the Rangers. Yeah, that's there. not. I, I've heard a lot of free agent Rangers like ties. I'm like, really? Well, okay, I guess. Weird. I don't know. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Thanks, Roy. But that's it for the. Yeah, thank you, Roy, for texting in. That was a good little little nugget there. So, yeah, yeah. that was that's all we yeah. have from the text line, though. Keep them, uh, keep them coming, Roy, and tell your friends or family or whoever else is. Uh, I know he said he's based out of Skokie, so tell your friends to uh, check in and listen, and uh, we'll keep shouting you out. You'll be famous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at least in our mind, you will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna jump to our emails, tweets, and YouTube comments. We got a couple uh, from for Greg. So, Greg, what do you got for us? Tony from Facebook in relation to '90s cartoons. Two words, rocket power. There you go. I, Definitely rocket power was good. Yeah. I really liked the what's the uh Sam Squid. I think they called him Squid. He was the white kid that was a goalie, kind of uncoordinated, kind of yeah. nerdy. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I don't remember the reminded, reminded me of myself it, yeah. a little bit. So <laughs> uh, that, that name sounded from that that was right. Yeah, I mean, because I'm trying to think when that would have that would have came out like I think that came out in 99. I think I was in, yeah. Middle school going into high school. So I was like right on the cusp of being done with Nickelodeon for the most part. But I remember watching a lot of that and I still watch some of those. I think I think Erica has the box set on DVD that we uh, we still pop in occasionally. They have so. a box set of Rocket Power. Yeah, <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> Love the box sets. The box set's right? the way to go. Uh, so anyway, Co- sorry. Sorry, Greg. Keep no, going. go ahead. Uh, coffee from YouTube. Big fan coffee <laughs> in relation to more hairstyles and MLB the show and MLB the show comment. They're still coming. Glad you still enjoy those videos. I'm pretty sure we'll be hearing announcements for the new game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sorry. Um, anyway, coffee says longer hairstyles would be cool. I'd love a hairstyle in the game like Harrison Bader. That's interesting coffee because I, I mean, I got to go back and look, but I recall there being like a lot of 
longer hairstyles. Maybe they're just not as great. I don't know. I had to I had to yeah. Google a picture of hair a Google picture of Harrison Bader because I didn't know what his hair looked like. So yeah, I don't know. I you you're probably right, Coffee. I hope for, for 22, I hope they put one in there for you, bud. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, if you wanna if you want to check out Greg put a ton of MLB <laughs> the show 21 uh YouTube YouTube um, videos from his PS5 on our YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out. I think I literally think that's our most hit video. I mean, a couple (laughs) of those videos have like five to 6,000 views now, I think I want to say. So hopefully those people stick around and listen to the podcast. But, uh, you know, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. (laughs) No, I think they're just there for one thing and one thing only. That's all right. They're moving on. Um, That's it. Erica emails in with a question for me, Greg, what are your thoughts on the rock wanting to be the next James Bond? So if you guys don't want to know, the rock actually has ties to the uh, James Bond universe universe. His grandfather was in 1967's you only live twice. Uh, I forget his name, but he had a fight. He had a, like a really uh, cool fight scene with um, Sean Connery. Um, so uh, that was, uh, that's kind of the bond tie right there. Uh, as far as the Dwayne playing the playing James Bond, um, no fucking way. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see. You I don't want to see that, him trying no. to do a British accent. And that's that is nothing concern. against the Rock. I, I I think the Rock's fantastic. I don't want him anywhere near uh, the Bond movies because um, he doesn't just, look like James Bond. He doesn't. I, I wouldn't even want him playing a, a villain. To be perfectly honest, oh, so I could see him being a really. villain. That would just take me out of the movie too yeah. much. And I thought that yeah. was, that was going to happen big. with... Yeah, I think so. And I thought that was going to happen with Batista in uh, Spectre, but oh, yeah. it didn't. Mainly probably because they didn't give him any speaking lines because he's a shit yeah. actor. <laughs> but um, his presence, though, uh, was just enough. But with The Rock, I mean, you kind of want to hear him do his thing. So, no, do, do something else. Now I'm just picturing him uh, yeah. like... Chip, chip, Cheerio, fish and chips, 007. I, I don't know any other. Is that a like, British where, accent? I was no, like, no, no. Where was this going? Today, okay. No, that's Australian. Yeah. I don't know. Chip, uh, <laughs> chip, Cheerio. So. Uh, no, never mind. I'm gonna steer. He does look good in that pink tux, though. I put a picture on the. Yeah, where's well, that? For yeah. those of you, I, I, I don't know. Moana. Oh, maybe he looks maybe. great. He no, looks it looks like Jumanji. The back oh, of the could have been it, like yeah. Jumanji. Oh, that's right. Good detective work, Vinny. Yeah, yeah, great. He looks good in that, though. Yeah. All right. Well, anywho, keep, keep keep the questions, comments, tweets, keep uh, text, text, keep those all coming in. We'll keep we'll keep uh, talking about them. But first, before we get to our socks and cub stuff, because uh, that's not there's not too too much here. We are going to talk a little bit about the hot stove uh, because it's hot stove season. There's a lot of wheeling and dealings going on with baseball general managers right now. Free agents are starting to sign qualifying offers are being sent out and then rejected or not being sent out at all, uh, which has seemed to be the case this year. So the first one we have is Brandon belt of the San Francisco, San Francisco giants was the only player to accept his qualifying offer. So he I'm assuming will stay in San Francisco this upcoming season for at least one more year. Yes, he will. Uh, he was one of the free agents. I was kind of thinking I wouldn't mind him on the Cubs as a, I was like, as you a, brought him up before Jess. as a temporary yeah. first base. If Schwindel doesn't pan out, but clearly that is not an option now. Uh, the other the other big signing this week that I thought was pretty funny was Bob Nightingale. I think it was two days ago or three days ago at this point tweeted out. If you don't know who Bob Nightingale is, he is the baseball beat reporter for the USA Today, I believe. US, that's, yeah. Yeah. USA Today. Yeah, yep. you're right. And he's just 
I don't know. I think our stance on him on this podcast is he's kind of a dope. Uh, he doesn't seem <laughs> Pretty to get much. right very yep. often. And he tweeted out that, oh, the White Sox are interested in Verlander. And then no sooner did he tweet that out. I'd say a couple hours later, <laughs> Verlander went and signed with the Astros. So Thanks, Bob Nightingale's <laughs> sources yeah. are bullshit again. Um, in terms of money, uh, Verlander signed one year, $25 million for 2022. And a player opt out in 23 for another 25 million. So it's crazy to think that uh, a pitcher of his age is almost getting 50 million for two years, but I guess that's the market for starting pitching, right? Like, I don't know. And to think he wanted to be a cub like four years ago. <laughs> yes, uh, he did. He's 39 coming off of Tommy John. Oh God. Yeah. What were they thinking? That's, that's, that's a dumb. lot of money. That's really dumb. Are they, I, are they paying that money just so Kate Upton's around? I don't understand. Uh, well, yeah, that that's part of the deal, I think. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. Right? I know it sounds crazy, guys. I would have done it. I would have been okay really? with it. Yeah, but, I would have been okay. With but it. as a contender, yeah, I got. I mean, it makes yeah. sense as a contender. Yeah. But I mean, I it doesn't make sense for a team like the Cubs to no, not be now, in on no. that. No, no, God, no, not for the not for the Cubs. Not at this point. No, I'd be like, what the fuck you doing? But, yeah, no, yeah, God, no. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess good for him. I'll be curious to see if the Astros can hang on and make another run next season, or if their window is starting to close. I don't know. Cause they're going to, we'll talk about a little bit later that they're starting to lose some of their free agents already. So, um, yeah. might be, might be kind of diminishing returns there. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez signed a five year, $77 million contract with the Detroit Tigers, uh, maxed he maxes out at 80 million with incentives and he's got an opt out after two seasons. Uh, so I, I guess the tigers are ready to make a push. They're ready to go back all in and be a contender in the AL central. Is that what you guys are taking away from that? Yeah, that's what, that's yeah. what I'm taking because the division is kind of, it's really just the Except white grabs, right yeah. now. I mean, yeah. um, the white side kind of solid. Well, hopefully solidify that first spot. You don't know what the Indians and Royals are doing uh twins who the hell knows but you know tigers didn't do too bad i think they probably i don't know if exceeds expectations is the right word but definitely uh did better than projected and with uh correa on the market you know i think they want to you know i think they want to kind of reunite him or they want to reunite him with hinch and they do have an opening at shortstop and i think they're they're ready to they're ready to spend, you know, right big money right after they got Cabrera coming off the books in a couple of years. He's still got a couple of years on that deal. So Jeez. Um, mm. I think I think they're gonna make I think they're gonna make a push for him, but that's not it's really gonna it's really gonna come down to the money with him, especially with um the Yankees uh and looking for a shortstop too. And Correa obviously want to be a, a really good fit over there, big market, big city. So yeah, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, Eduardo, uh, lefty from the Red Sox, comes over kind of like a guy to solidify their uh, rotation a little bit. Who's been in, sh- uh, which has kind of been in shambles, but they got some young players. So you know, the Tigers are always another pesty team for the White Sox. So yeah, should be, should be interesting. But yeah, pretty pretty big pretty big money for him. Are so. you thinking the Twins will yeah. be somewhere in there too this year, Greg? I hope not. I hope <laughs> they just piss out again and just decommission themselves so but old Rocco Baldelli is going to lead him to the promised land oh yeah he's still around isn't he he's still, so. he's, still in, he's still employed and they just they just signed um uh Jace Tingler to be their bench coach Mr. 
terminated Padres manager. Oh so. yeah, that's right. He, that's right. I whatever, about whatever, that. whatever they see in him. So I don't, know. I don't know there. But uh, <laughs> Jose Barrios of the Toronto Blue Jays signed a seven-year, one hundred thirty-one million dollar extension for them. Uh, what do you guys think about that signing? Too much? Too little? Just right? Team friendly. Team that friendly. Guy's, that yeah. guy's really good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's it's, not that it's much. exciting. I think between him and I know we've talked about you know. Um, uh, not uh, who, there are other younger guys that are starting to come up now. You know, you have uh, Bo Bichette and you know, um, Kevin I mean, Biggio, Vlad, yeah, Vlad Guerrero, Guerrero Jr. I mean, yeah, so. those guys coming up together. I think it's cool to have another younger guy extended for the long term. So we'll have to see. I mean, I, I, I'm, I always like it when the AL East is more competitive and it's not just Boston, and, yeah, and, uh, the yeah. plus they so. plus they spent big on Springer the year before. Yeah. Uh, we'll yep. see if they bring Ray back and they still have Hunjin Ryu somewhere in the weeds. That's right. Um, so, yep. I mean, they, they, um, they pretty much had, I mean, if it wasn't for Otani, they pretty much had the Cy Young and the, uh, MVP yeah. Yeah. In, yep. in the bag. What so, a, I mean, that's, uh, that's serious, uh, serious stuff right there. And I believe Robbie Ray, I know he, he, uh, he, he declined his qualifying offer too. So yep. he's a free agent now too. So, yep. uh, and then the other one, uh, signing with the LA angels or I'm sorry, the Anaheim angels of Los Angeles, I believe is their full title. I can never, I can never <laughs> yeah. keep track of that. Stupid thing. Angels of Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. Is that it? Maybe I think that might be it anyway. California uh, angels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old Noah Syndergaard, uh, Thor signed a one year, $21 million prove it deal. The Angels finally have some more starting pitching besides Shohei Otani. So are you thinking that they might be contenders eventually? You think they'll sign more people? What's what's your take on the Angels? Or is this just for show and they will be at the bottom of the barrel and waste another year of Trout and Otani, Otani's <laughs> life in uh, L.A. slash Anaheim slash Los Angeles of Anaheim? You, you almost have to default to the latter. You know, yeah. you, like they have the, the benefit of the yeah. doubt, you know? It's sad. It's terrible. The two short best of, players in baseball. Short of that kid uh, from the movie coming out and standing in left field and going like this, I don't yep. see them doing anything. They're, you know, they well, need Sinda's, angels in the outfield. We talked about Syndergaard. He's great, but he yeah, he could there he could get he's, hurt again yeah. for whatever. Yeah, you know, I, he's so. a, he, he hasn't pitched what a full season since 2019. No. Yeah, he's another that, guy. It that, seems like forever ago, you know. And he and he's had injury issues before then too. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's a lot of money for. Approve it deal for a guy yeah. with a yes, lot of is. injuries, but yes, he, he, he even bet on himself with the prove it, and you know he declined yeah. the qualifying and got a couple more million on his plate. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully he he does well, but you know you don't know what the angels. The angels are just so desperate, aren't <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah, they just make all these, they throw a lot of money around and it just in bad places. Never, and it yep. never works out. <laughs> never does. And I don't would, forget would, they got they got Rendon too. That's yeah. right. He done so and they paid him big money. Where's I would he love been? He's been I would hurt. love to hear like Joe Madden's press conferences, like you know, him trying to sell on how they're gonna be a better team this year. And he as much have as have to no, they but have, like they have like, like a lot of like angry fans out there. I don't LA. think so. Are there angels fans in general? I don't even. I don't even know. Like I know there's if they Ch- are. They're just stoned. So yeah. Like <laughs> I feel like even when Joe Madden was the manager of the Cubs, like I loved his whole shtick for like a good three years or so, and then by the fourth and fifth year, I was kind of starting to be done with it. I'm like, all right, just 
tell me what's going to happen. Don't don't try and spin this. I don't need circus animals at the field before day games. You know, <laughs> I'll be curious to see what the window of his before before they kind of say, all right, we're good, Joe. You can see yourself out now. But because uh, he's going on what year three, year four of his deal, I want to say year three, year maybe two, three, two? three. Or, okay, three. I thought it was two. It'll be maybe year not. three. Okay, he three. started in. He started in. COVID year. year. Yeah, yeah, year. the short, yeah. the short so season. Year three. Yep. So, I mean, like, realistically, if they don't start to play well, <laughs> now, granted, they don't have a great team anyway, but if they don't start to play well this season, like, at some point, they're going to just kick him out, right? Like, they'll, have, they'll bring somebody else in. I, th- if, I think uh, they got 2020, it. he gets a pass. Yeah, yeah, I guess I can see that. <clears throat> I I a lot of people get a pass for that. I mean, Ross is getting a pass. Yeah, from Cubs. another guy that I don't know if he deserves it, but uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we will we will keep track of the hot stove stuff going on for baseball season. Uh, if we have any more breaking stuff. Oh, Greg. Yes. We have breaking. We have a new outfielder for the White Sox. I'm just checking Twitter right now. Oh, like, do we oh, have breaking? Is. Do we have breaking? We news have on baseball breaking White Sox news. New center fielder, Adam Eaton. <laughs> funny guy <laughs> funny guy funny. if i went over there justin you'd be in big trouble you know <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding there's no breaking news socks aren't getting anybody who am i kidding? well now you got to um, make up something make up something good all right be good. uh breaking Sock news Simeon. socks and chris bryant oh god Ooh. you know speaking of chris bryant i i saw a thing on twitter he was at like a gathering he zoomed into some like uh kids baseball and softball and some little girl came up and said you know how can i be a uh, a good softball player and, you know, be a good person like you, Chris. And the little girl starts crying because she's so excited to talk to Chris Bryant. And he gives this really heartfelt response. I'm like, man, we didn't know what we had when he was here. He was such a good guy. I heard kind of injury prone, but I heard the Giants were not impressed with him. Yeah, I heard. I heard they don't want him back. Like, I'm sure he's a good guy. But, yeah, like, the not necessarily on the baseball uh, yeah. field. though. yeah. 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 He, I don't know. We shall see. Um uh, Greg, before we go on to the Cubs, you got any White Sox stuff or no? I don't really. I mean, the Ver the Verlander thing was was funny. It was kind of comical. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really good. Was that was that uh, tweet you guys uh, texted the not Bob Nightingale thing with all those returning or those ju- free agents? Yes, White Sox got, I got I got got on that. that one. Yeah. That was also funny too. I'm like, yeah, that was. I think Simeon's the only guy I want out of that to reunite right? with. So. Yeah. yeah, I'll be curious to see where he ends up. All right. Well, uh, let's transition to the Cubs. And I'm actually optimistic right now about the Cubs, which is not something that happens very Whoa. often for me. I know. Shocking. Plan the parade. Who are you? I don't know who I am. I, I have so, a child and everything changes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything changes. Well, I, I had a question for you guys. And okay. I saw this. I saw this on an article. Sure. On the, on the Googles. Um, so Jed says they're spending money, which is what they should do, just like everyone. Yeah. What are the what what are your guys' take on the Seeger boys? I'm talking Corey and Kyle. One's a shortstop, one's a third baseman. So I've got two points I want you guys to comment on. Would you go 300 million for Corey Seeger? And or would you go Kyle uh Seeger at uh as an upgrade over um what's his name? Uh who's the third baseman? Wisdom. Wisdom. Maybe give him, uh, maybe give him 14, 15 million a year, a couple years, two years, mm. 30. What do you guys think about those two? Give me your takes on the Seeger boys mm. if you have any. I mean, Kyle Seeger, not, not a, if I'm, if I'm remembering his He's stats 34. Current, 
34. He's, he's been on the yep. decline. Yeah, he, I'm looking yes. at his his he's got a career 321 on base. Last year his on base percentage was a 285. Yeah. Um he's you know if if we're looking at batting average, he's never been a good consistent hitter. He's he's never batted above 278 and that was one season in 2016. So he's he's not a, not, not a big strikeout. Not well, a big strikeout no, guy, his, though. His brother, is, I mean, his brother's better. I mean, he still strikes out, but uh, I mean, if you could Corey get Tyler. him cheap enough, I guess I would take it. Just my biggest concern he's is not an is, upgrade. No, he's not an upgrade by any means. But I guess my biggest concern is he's is a veteran. It, he's a vet. Do anything for you? Yeah. Is it better to have someone mm-hmm. though that could just fill in in case Patrick Wisdom's wheels fall off, and that was kind of just uh you know, a magical That's what David Bodie's had. for. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want David Bodie anymore either, though. He's yeah. Kyle... Well, I mean, for the money, too, you can always start wisdom and have uh, yeah. have Kyle as a, you know, corner utility. I don't know if yeah. that entices yeah. you at all. Not really. Now, when it I... doesn't entice me, but I just no, it, it doesn't. Me. And it, if people are saying that, oh, you need to get him in order to get his brother. Let's not try to go down the white socks. No, I can tell you firsthand that that does not, <laughs> does work. not work. So and then you're, yeah, you're left with that. yonder Alonzo. So yeah, for all we know they hate just... each other. So, <laughs> yeah. So what um, about Corey for 300 mil, which is, uh, which, which I would love some, Corey some Seager, that but he's getting. So not at 300 million. I don't know about you, Vinny. I, that just seems like way too much for a guy that, I mean, yes, he's got a great on base percentage, but, He's not really a run producer. He's not. I mean, he doesn't really walk that much. He doesn't strike out a lot either, which is good. But I don't know. That just seems like a gross. Overpayment he had a 145 for OPS last year. OK, that was pretty well, good. That's good. Career 131. So he's he's a good player. Yeah. Um, At, at a, you know, a prime position. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not that he's not as he's not as good defensively as he is with the bat. No. I don't know. I, I yeah. so he's, he's I don't know what I, think I don't know what they think of their shortstops. They have a ton of shortstops in the, in the system. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know locking down somebody for 300 million for I'm guessing probably 10 years. Yeah. Um if they're going to do that, if that's the route they're going to take or if they're going to get one of the old you know uh, you go for Trevor Story. Yeah. and get go for, you know, 5 to 6 years and you'll know, have it where they can dump them when they have somebody younger coming up. I, I, again, I have no idea what their plan is. They haven't said what their plan is. They said that they don't know what their plan is until the, the new CBA gets done, which doesn't sound like that's happening anytime soon. Um, But do you do it? Do you do it? Do I do it? You're, you're in, you're in the driver's seat, Vinny. You are, you are in charge. If I'm in charge, I'd do it. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd, I'd offer him that. But I, again, I would be also need to be looking at getting a lot of starting pitching. So can I get him with the starting pitching to be very competitive? I don't know. But I, yeah, sure. I guess I would offer him that. I, I would do that. He's, he's a good enough player to do that. He's young enough where it's he's still in his prime. So, yeah, I'd do that. Hmm. Personally, <laughs> I think that's way over market for him. I do it if that's what it takes to get him by. I'd be shitting bricks because I know he's injury prone too. So. That's also what worries me. I mean, yeah. if you, I would bet, and I don't have the stats in front of me. I bet if you took Corey Seager, um, Carlos Correa, and Trevor Story, I guess the top three free agent shortstops, and you kind of look at their projected 
you know, uh, salaries. I think what well, they're, they're saying, Corey and Correa are in the 300 range. I think that's been reported everywhere. Roy told us earlier that story was getting 126 or something, whatever that was. Yeah. I, if you pull their stats together, they can't be, can't be that, that dissimilar from each other. They, they all have to be within a pretty close range to one another. So um, that is, and I, I've said earlier on the pod that Trevor's story is very intriguing and he'd be my choice for the Cubs shortstop. Yeah, um, especially if it's 126 is a real thing. Oh, but compared I, to 300, yeah. I would love to know the I would love to know the comps on the three of those guys, like where they rank with uh, okay. one another. Okay, Car- I would think career it's wise, close. yeah, career, career wise. Okay, uh, let's see here. Stories, uh, batting average for the career: 272. Seager's 297 on base. Story 340. Seager 367. Slugging, uh, story 523, Seager 504, OPS uh, for story 863, Seager 870, and OPS plus for story career 112, Seager 131, as I stated earlier. So Seager's by far ahead of him looking at OPS plus. Um, that's yeah. because of where um, story plays. Uh, Correa. Let's see here. Story's got to have more home runs than Seager, though. RBIs, if you look I would, at the, I would think if you yeah. look at that stuff. Uh yes. I would think uh, a higher. I would think a higher war too. If you think if you can, if you uh, count mm, war's not that far off. Twenty six point seven to uh, for Story and Seager's at twenty one point three. So not okay. that far off. Hmm. Uh, but he does have almost. He has fifty four more home runs. Uh, Story does compared to Seager. Um, and RBI is 450 for Story, 364 for Steger. Correa's story's got more, the power, yeah. Uh, well, he also plays in Denver, half of his games, in Denver, yeah. That's so. something else to keep in mind. Oh, uh, that's why his OPS I, plus is, I think I'm, that's believing, why his OPS I think plus I'm believing, I think lower. I'm believing less and less in that, to tell you the truth. I don't know if this is, I know OPS plus is a thing, but it's like I'd really love to deep dive. There needs to be more deep diving into this than there is just my opinion. Yeah. But, no, okay. you're not wrong. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, so Seager's ahead, but yeah. when you factor in the numbers, like when you're talking about the difference of hundreds of millions here, yeah. if that is oh, yeah. true, I think I'd, still, I, yeah. I'd probably go with story. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, yeah, I that, think I would too. That, that's, that's, that's really, that's, that's weird. I don't know because there's just Seager's clearly ahead, but, it's not like that much, except for like OPS. What do you say? Story. I just got like twenty more points. Uh, Seager. Yeah, one twelve to one thirty-one. Okay. All right. So hmm. that's that is higher, but it's, yeah, it's not so bad. So could be interesting. Worse. But yeah, that that six for one twenty or what is that? One twenty-five. One twenty-six. Yeah. yeah. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Right. Oh that's yeah. Three hundred million. Yeah, that would leave a lot of room to to get that pitching that the Cubs need. So yes, oh god, I hope their pitching's better than last season. Um, all right, (laughs) Vinny, I'm very curious. You put on the outline. The Cubs fans are already pissing me off this out season. Uh Please, uh, the floor is yours, sir. (laughs) We're we're what now? Two weeks into free agency? Yes, just about. Yeah, I'm already seeing on Twitter people 
complaining and whining at the fact that the Cubs haven't signed anybody yet. <laughs> I have seen it already. And what the three big signings were Noah Syndergaard going to the angels. Which the, I didn't want nobody wanted him here. Yeah. Resigning with Astros and Barrios, uh, right? No, that yeah, was an that extension. was an extension. Oh, that was yeah. an extension. No, it was yeah, the, right, the right. guy with Detroit. Um, oh, Eduardo uh, um, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. Rodriguez. Those are the three it. big ones. I, and then there were like some small deals being made. I think I saw Manny Pena getting a two-year, $8 million deal, I think, with the Braves. With the Braves, yeah. Yeah, the catcher. Yeah. Who, who are you guys wanting Bodie right money. now? Do you really – do you want Noah Syndergaard? Who, I mean, if the, they signed him, I'd be like, okay, oh, cool. I wasn't like, oh, that's the guy they got to get. Verlander, too. That These aren't guys that, the, you know, okay, yeah, they're – take a chance on them maybe guys, but not for the money that they got. Are you kidding me? No, spend it where it actually matters. Get somebody like Stroman, get actual players. And I don't get where, I mean, three guys go off the market and then people are already complaining. <laughs> well, the Cubs aren't spending. Oh, the front office lied to us. First of all, Jed said that they were going to spend, but spend smartly, which spend means smart. you're not going to be the first one into the market. No, you're, you're going to let the market set. So yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna wait. That, that that's what was gonna happen. What did you think they were gonna do? Just show up everywhere at, at, at the top free agents and just dump money at them? No, that's not what was gonna happen. <laughs> he said that wasn't gonna happen. They were gonna spend smart. They weren't just gonna throw money around. I, it, it's already annoying me. We're two weeks into it. Vinny, I, I hate to tell you, off season. Cubs Twitter and Twitter in general, you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Uh, <laughs> that'll be a callback later when we get to the Obi-Wan stuff. But anyway, must be cautious. <laughs> Uh, I never mind. I was gonna try. Uh, I was gonna try some. Never, no, never mind. You're gonna do an accent. I was gonna try uh, an impersonation of uh, Obi Wan. We're not gonna do that though. Uh, all right. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Uh, Greg so graciously uh, put together all of the off-season awards. Uh, before we do that, though, I was gonna I, say we got some. Trivia, we have. I have a we? trivia question for you guys, yeah. and if you know this one's, this isn't as difficult as some of yours. So I will. I will preface <clears> that by saying. You might be able to figure this out relatively quickly. Are you ready? Hold on. I got it. I got it saved on my phone. All right. I'm going to give you uh, your goal is to figure out which player this is. I'm going to give you this player's um, stat lines. I shouldn't say stat lines, his batting average and his strikeouts against five really, really good pitchers. And you got to tell me which batter this is or which hitter this is. Okay. Does that make sense? It's the same, it's the same guy. No, this is this oh. this person is not currently in the league anymore. It's just you have to figure out who it is. Okay. You'll be able to figure out the time frame okay. from the pitchers. All right, here we okay. go. So against John Smoltz, this uh this player batted 462 and had one strikeout in his career against John Smoltz. Uh versus Greg Maddox, this this hitter had a 429 batting average and zero strikeouts. Against Tom Glavin, this hitter had a 312 batting average and two strikeouts in his career against him. Uh, this is a, I totally forgot about this guy. Uh, Earl, Oral Hershiser, if you guys remember him, he had a mm-hmm. 321 batting average against Hershiser and only had two strikeouts. And then against Nolan Ryan, this hitter had a 302 average and only had nine strikeouts in his entire career against him. Who is this mystery hitter? I'm going to, Greg, do you mind if I try to take a no, shot? No, go ahead. All right, you. Who is it, Vinny? I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to guess this based on your love. Oh, shit. Okay. Guy. Yeah. Tony Gwynn. You are correct. It is Tony Gwynn. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter and I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's a good little trivia question. And then I forgot that I always, you know, glow about Tony Gwynn. So, yep. 
And then you, that your uh, was Vinny. it that Maddox uh, the Maddox quote. The Maddox you quote. Love that, the, one. That, that famous quote from Maddox is one of my favorites about yep. uh, you know it's something along the lines of no the human eye cannot really tell the difference between a ninety five mile an hour fastball and a seventy five mile an hour changeup. Um, it's I can't remember how it goes and he goes. I mean, you know what? You guys keep talking. I got to look. Never mind. I'll look up. The I'll, put the, I'll put the quote in the, in the show notes. I, I already screwed up the quote. So what was so uh, was Correa dissing Derek Jeter? Uh, what? It's not, yeah, he said he oh, didn't yeah, deserve yeah, yeah, any yeah. of his gold gloves. I think you you you're the one that dug this up though, Vinny, yes. aren't you? You you found the defensive metrics on Jeter, and you're kind of yes. you you've kind of proven this already. So and it it blew my mind how everybody came to Jeter's defense about that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Correa's kind of he's kind of annoying, isn't he? he? Is. Oh yeah, God, yeah, like. I, you know, I saw that article. I'm like, what? Just shut up. Like, why are you even talking about that? Who like, I, already, you know? I already did that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the podcast. Now you were reading. Yeah, going. exactly. But yeah, yeah I, I saw that he, he complained about it. But then everybody got, you know, that are got upset and up in arms about, oh, how, how can he dis, disrespect the great Derek Jeter? I'm like, but. He's not wrong. Derek Jeter wasn't a good defense. I mean, he won gold gloves, sure, but. I think they were more by default on who he was and yeah. you know, playing for the Yankees than his actual statistics. Yep. Yes. Because he had big but, he had big plays too, I think we brought up. Like that was a big thing yeah, too. Like yeah. when he did well, like it was a big play postseason moment. I'm just thinking of that yeah. game against the A's where he Yeah, you know, that's the one that comes off to and mind, he flips it. Off, yeah, yeah. Which He's yeah. like, I'll give him the gold glove for life. You know, that, yeah. Yeah. that sort of mentality. Thing. I'm sure there's a little bit of Yankee bias there too. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? For sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Carlos Correa just needs to go away. Like science, you know, play, play baseball, do well. You're a good baseball player. I think you're an asshole, but do you know, play baseball, do well and yeah. shut up. I, you on, know, the, yeah. on the other side of it, I'm kind of glad baseball has an enemy though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I it's got a guy fun. to root, root against a little, especially if he ends up on the Yankees. And he I wants, know. I really oh, hope he God. goes there. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, immediately take back everything I said about Derek Jeter. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he wants 340 million, which is more than uh, Lindor, which I don't I don't think he's worth that. Do you guys think he's worth that? I don't. It's hard. I mean, to he's say better nowadays. than Lindor. He is yeah. better than Lindor. I'll give him that. But I don't, I don't think know, anyone but... is worth them. No, I don't, yeah. I don't think kidding. anyone is worth like just in, just in just in that perspective. Yeah. But... yeah. I, I think there's a pretty good chance he gets it. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll yeah. Someone, someone will pay. Someone will pay. Yep. So the Yankees will. Yeah, exactly. Um, Greg, real quick. Do you want to run through the awards coverage yes. that we have so far? Awards Take coverage. We covered it a couple weeks ago. So we'll do a quick follow-up. Gabe Kapler won NL manager of the year. A oh, big surprise. Yeah. I didn't see Kevin that cash wins AL manager of the year. Boring. Uh, interesting <laughs> fact. Uh, he, he had, he wrote out 158 different lineup combos in 162 games. Hmm. Wow. I, thought Joe I wonder Madden how many, was uh, yeah. I was going to say how many did Joe man? Yeah. Do? I was like, did he beat uh, Joe man's record? Hmm. Must've. Well, that uh, the Cubs they had they had the most uh, what was the stat? I forgot the stat that I had this year um, on that, but they had like the most uh, was it pitchers or something like that? Um, God, I can't remember that stat, but I yeah, remember I wonder, you doing something. Yeah, like I remember that. you yeah, talking yeah. about that. Yeah, um, David Ross had to do that by default. <laughs> yeah, it was more necessity, not because he yeah. wanted to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, Jonathan India and Randy Rosarina 
win rookie of the years. We pretty much saw that one coming, even yeah. though we don't really watch any of those guys. Congrats to them. Well-deserved. Yep. Uh, getting to Cy Young right here. Corbin Burns takes the Cy Young coming. home from the Brewers. Uh, Robbie yeah. Ray, I think we saw that one coming. I remember yep. our prediction yep. show. I, I think... I remember I had Zach Wheeler uh, taken out. I remember what you guys had. Mm-hmm. I had Jacob um, Degrom. You had Degrom. And, you know, we're going to get to that in one second. <laughs> hold on, right? Hold on, one second, right there. Uh, let's cover the American League first. Uh, Robbie Ray. I mean, it kind of walks away with it pretty much. Yeah. Twenty-nine first place votes. Um, but a couple of uh, four White Sox ended up in the um, ended up getting votes for Cy Young in third place. Lance Lynn. Um, got 11 third place votes. He finishes with 48 points. Rodon finished fifth. Uh, Liam Hendricks finished uh, eighth. And Lucas Giolito uh, finished 11. So four guys from the White Sox uh, got uh, Cy Young. Nice. Awesome. First place, so guys. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, and in the end, oh, this one was much closer, guys. So Corbin Burns, uh, point total. He got 12 first place votes. So did Zach Wheeler, but um, he got more. Uh, Burns got more second place votes, and he ended up with 151 points, only 10 more than second place Zach Wheeler. So it was, you know, pretty close in the end. And then uh, even uh, Scherzer got some uh, first place votes right there with six. But someone else was correct about something last week that we thought he was wrong about. Vinny, we told Vinny, like, oh, yeah, Jacob DeGrom's not a Cy Young contender this year. Sorry, bud. Oh, guess who was a Cy Young contender this year? Jacob DeGrom receiving one fifth place vote, totaling one point, which makes Vinny correct. So he, you can give him his credit back. We tried to discredit him. And Thank now we you. owe him a serious apology. <laughs> Vinny was right in his Cy Young contender, Jacob DeGrom. Well done, Vinny. Finish. Just remember uh, that. I'm well, always right. He's always right. <laughs> Well, Even when I'm wrong, I'm right, guy. So, <laughs> uh, real quick before we move on, I just want to say they did announce the tw- uh, AL MVP voting. Yes, Shohei Otani was, was yep. the unanimous uh, vote getter for first place. He took all 30 votes for the uh, AL MVP, and then Vlad Guerrero had 29 second place votes. Yep. And then for the NL MVP, we have Bryce Harper, uh, who took home 17 first place votes, and Juan Soto came in second behind him. He had six first place votes for uh, okay. MVP. So I did not have Harper. I had Tatis. Yeah, Tatis had Soto. Tatis had two first place votes. He had 15 third place votes. That's where his kind of came in. Harper takes it huh yeah didn't see that i'm yeah. kind of okay. surprised didn't see yeah that I, thought, I thought it was going to be I, I thought it was going to be soto actually so. yeah um, two mvps with two different teams teams yeah yeah and yeah and still hasn't won a still hasn't won still hasn't won a ring won, so what a damn thing ah so. what a shame uh all right uh our bears coverage we are renaming this segment the manures of the midway instead of the monsters of the midway <laughs> well done boys for coming up with that uh it is a bye week so thankfully the bears can't lose this week uh which is great i don't think we oh, have but they did sign uh what's his name uh ex first bruce Irvin. They just oh. signed that, so that that's some oh. Bears news. Okay, that's he something. Did he do anything for you guys? Mm. He doesn't do anything for me. No, nope. no, <laughs> no. Nope. I'll be honest; I don't even know who that is. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> never heard. Of is he him. related to Michael Irvin? That's like the only thing I can think of. No. <laughs> ah, damn it! All right. Uh, and then last, our our Hawks segment. We're going to start calling that the used puck bag segment. Uh, 
And I initially wrote in no major news so we can skip it. But then Vinny or Greg, one of you wrote in. They're on a four-game win streak. You're right. Derek King, the new uh, head coach, has got them on a four-game win streak. They're looking pretty good. They beat the Seattle Kraken last night. Um, that stadium looks amazing. And also, props to the Kraken. Do you know what their goal song is? No. This ties back no. to our 90s music. Their oh, goal boy. song is Lithium by Nirvana. Because oh, okay. In nice. Seattle. So, yeah, I thought that was a nice tie-in. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to move on. Before we get to our whatever segment, we have, we got a few hot takes here. Uh, Greg is going to give us his reactions from the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus trailer teaser thing that was that last week that came out, Greg? So the, well, I'm, so I wanted to talk about some of the concept yeah. art that was uh, released. So, you know, we got, we got a big thing in the Star Wars universe coming our way from Disney Plus right now. We got... We got a lot of retcon. We got Ewan McGregor returning for <clears throat> for this uh, six part miniseries. So yeah, that seems really short. You know what? Short, yeah. You know, I'm kind of glad that it is because I kind of I I kind of want this to be you know perfect, <laughs> and I don't want it to be like drawn out too much. I suppose at least at this point, but I think we're due for the spring of 2022 six part okay. miniseries just titled Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and it's been described as a rollicking adventure, whatever that means. Okay. So here's what we know, guys. Cast, Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, awesome. Hayden Christensen, not playing Anakin Skywalker, playing Darth, Darth Vader, Vader. Not Anakin anymore, <laughs> goddammit. Thank you. Thank um, God. that should be that should be interesting because guys, what I want to see with Hayden, kind of like what they did in Rogue One, where you see him in like the cryo tube. Yeah. And he's like in the liquid, mm -hmm. he's got all the things attached the tubes to tubes and yeah. I kind of want to see, you know, messed up or like recovering from the Mustafar, you know, incidents yeah. burns or whatever. So I kind of want to see that transformation a little bit. So that's what I'm expecting with that. And then guys, I love when they kind of stick with continuity. Joel Egerton, who's been who's kind of who was unknown in episode two and three, has become, you know, a pretty established actor, is returning as Uncle Owen, which is totally awesome. That's cool. Um, nice. He was in uh, Black Mass, Zero Dark Thirty, other stuff. Um, great actor. Um, and then Bonnie Pisey, Pice I don't know. She is playing <laughs> Aunt Beru, who reprising a role from the the prequel trilogy as well so they're sticking they're sticking with that right there which i think is awesome I i'm just happy the prequel the prequel trilogy didn't tank their careers i mean yeah well yeah. It, well they didn't have any they really have any they didn't have one either. yeah i mean the tank, I, yeah. You know, I agree they had a couple so really quick this is taking place um 10 years after episode three nine years before episode four a new hope the original star wars so uncle owen and aunt Beru have some aging to do Yes, they were pretty. They look pretty young right there at the end of episode three. I'm like, y'all got to get older yeah. real quick. Um, other castings, really quick: Moses Ingram, uh, Kumail Nan Nanjiani. Nanjiani, yeah, Nanjiani. I'm sorry, yeah, butchering names here. He's in the um, new Eternals movie, and Eternals he was also movie, yes. he was also in um, Silicon Valley. If you guys have ever seen that series, that's a really no, good show. No, really no. good show. Uh, Indira Varma from Game of Thrones, Rupert Friend from Homeland, uh, Ice Cube Jr. from Straight Outta Compton going to be in this. That should be interesting. Sung Kang from Fast and Furious, Simone Kessel, Terra Nova, Benny Safdie, sure. Maya, Maya Erskine. Erskine. Mm -hmm. um, I've all been confirmed casting. We don't know who they're playing. So if those names do anything for you, we'll see. 
Always exciting, though. Um, James Earl Jones, though, I'm sure he's in a recording studio somewhere. I hope. At least, at least he, you know, he has to be. It's like, come on. I don't right. want to hear Hayden Christensen's he, voice. No. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully James Earl Jones not recording. No. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> um, and then young Luke Skywalker has been confirmed. We just don't know the actor yet. So that should be that should be awesome. Any any thoughts on any of those actors, guys? I I really like Sung Kang from the Fast and Furious yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. I think that's an awesome pick. Um, I, I whenever I think of Kumal Nanjiani, I always think of more of a comedic role. So I'll be curious to see what they have him doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I'm cautiously optimistic, not because I don't think the show will be good. I think it will. I'm just more concerned about how this is going to kind of. Um, you know, kind of retcon certain things like in my in my head canon, so to speak, like they didn't know that Obi-Wan was there. So for all of a sudden to have him have interactions with Darth Vader and, and all these other characters that are going to be in the expanded universe, it it kind of messes up kind of what I've thought for like the last 30 years of my life. Seeing well, Star that's Wars. what I want to get to. Justin. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to get to with some of this concept. All right, let's so throw I'm it at come me. back to you on that one. Do you right. anything on any of these cast members? No, I don't. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, what roles they're playing and stuff. I mean, they're phenomenal actors. Oh yeah, yeah. Just just to see what they'll actually be playing, it'll be um, it'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I'm excited to see that for sure. So quickly covering the timeline again, like I said, it's ten years after Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith, nine years before A New Hope, kind of in line there with um, uh, Solo a little bit maybe. Okay. So we'll see if that. Uh, comes into play at all so like i said guys i got some of this concept art that was released and i think there were you know six to eight images i put six right here mm-hmm. yep um and i'm sure most of you have seen it i'll go over some of them quick um we'll start with the elephant in the room i suppose it looks like a lightsaber duel between obi-wan and darth vader on a volcano planet hmm mustafar like yeah yeah um, Obi-Wan riding in Eopi from Tatooine, same as the end of Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Um, we also have an image of some stormtroopers in an Imperial base. Okay. And s- another image of a some sort of spacecraft, possibly with an Inquisitor. With That's what I was just going to say. Stormtroopers searching for Obi-Wan. And Justin, I've got to come back to you with the Inquisitors. Okay. I got some questions on that. Yes. Uh, we have Vader watching a hologram message, and then maybe in the last image, we kind of see some snow speeders, uh, possibly in a rebel base. So, based on this artwork, I mean, this looks to me, this all looks fantastic right here. This mm-hmm. all looks Star Wars. If this, I mean, if they stick to this concept and build sets off of these, I mean, that's incredible. So yeah. What I want to start with, guys, I want to start, you know, like I said, with the elephant in the room. And Justin, you brought it up before. Yeah. Looks like we are getting another lightsaber duel between Darth Vader donning the red lightsaber and Obi-Wan donning his traditional blue on Mustafar. Now, you brought up the the Star Wars canon, the Star Wars world yeah. in your head. And when I saw that, I got excited. But yes. then again... I'm thinking of continuity right here. I'm going to episode four. Sure. In episode four, the original Star Wars, I think we're meant to believe that this is the first time Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are meeting. Yes. It's the events of Mustafar now that we've exactly. seen the series. So what are your thoughts on this potential lightsaber? That's, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 
I keep thinking of A New Hope, which episode f- A New Hope is probably my f- favorite Star Wars movie. It used to be Empire. Now it's more A New Hope. I don't know why, but it, it's kind jump of changed. But yeah, I, I jump in Rogue One's definitely in there, too. It's that's like a one A, one B kind of thing. Um, But yeah, like I, I was always under the impression in, in May. And you're talking to a guy who's read way too many Star Wars novels. Uh, <laughs> I have a bunch sitting upstairs still that I need to read. Um. So the, the idea that they're going to have this battle, this fight that takes place before they see each other on the Death Star. It's like a rematch before the rematch. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm open to it. But at the same time, like when you when this is what you've thought for the last so many decades, it, it, it having to adjust that is throwing me off a little bit. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm open to it. Um, it would be cool to see Hayden Christensen in the suit and you and McGregor as Obi-Wan like having a much better uh, lightsaber battle than the one in a new hope because <laughs> that is one of the few things about yeah. a new hope that i can't yeah. stand is that the weaker that, part yeah. that is such a weak weak fight and then the whole he disappears immediately <laughs> when he's hit i i still have a hard time rationalizing all that in my head but um i don't know i i just hope they don't do like a george lucas thing where they add all this extra stuff to kind of pad it out and kind of expand the expand the the retconning so to speak and it's just like you didn't need to do all this. You know what I mean? Like overkill. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, Vinny, do you have similar thoughts, different thoughts on that? I have different thoughts. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking about um, rogue one, how okay. well they did that. That's true. And how well they tied in and closed all the, the gaps, the loopholes uh, that and, yeah. were in. Yep. Yep. So I feel like they're going to do it right. Um, I hope. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> it'll you know, be, I, it'll be I, interesting. What were you going to say, Greg? Oh, no, no. I just, no, go ahead, Vinny. I'll, I'll get to it later. Sorry. No, I just, I would like to think that they're going to take the time to get this right. It, it's only a six-part series, so, you know, yeah. you're not trying to yes. fill in all this stuff. So, um, you know, having it being shorter, they should be able to get the details right. Um, yes. But as we've seen with the, uh, the, the sequel trilogies, Ugh. they sometimes, they, they can screw that up, but... Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I, I'm I'm optimistic that they'll get it right, um, and I'm excited for it. So I, I'm not going no, to worry yeah. that they're going to screw something up um, until they do. <laughs> I think like my, my and I think you bring up a good point about it. it's being six episodes. If they do it right, I think every episode is going to be like a, a really good. It's going to hit really, really well. Right. Like I love the Mandalorian. Yep. But even in that first season, there was a few episodes like there was the one where they they he crash lands on that like ice thing and there's all those little alien was yeah. it spiders the spider yeah yeah, yeah I was yeah. just like uh th- this seems like really filler in fill an episode yeah, yeah they're yeah. not going to have any time to do that with this new Obi Wan series if it's only six episodes and and that's probably it I think that'll close the arc then and I don't see I don't think we'll have a part two like we we did with uh with uh, Mandalorian it, it doesn't seem like yeah. that's the route they want to go they want to they want to seal up the gaps of things in between in this part of the storyline and then call it a day so I don't know the the other the other picture and not to jump ahead on you Greg but the Inquisitorship yeah, looks really cool yes. um I'm and really really quick to... I wanted to I was hoping you could kind of yeah uh you fill us in on the Inquisitors and what what their deal is because so, you are the Star Wars uh expert. Oh, I don't I don't know about that um uh, <laughs> but no I see I know I know the Inquisitor stuff came from the Clone Wars cartoon which I've never really watched um but I know they also did it in the last Star Wars game um 
Jedi Fallen Order, which came out oh, two okay. years ago. You you fight a couple of the Inquisitors. So my understanding hashtag that, uh, video game backlog. There you go. Oh, yeah. oh Greg, you, you got a that's a really good game. You got to play that. And it's there's a patch for it's got PS5 uh, upgrade on it. Um, anyway. <laughs> The Inquisitors are literally just like they're agents of the Empire or the Emperor that they're force sensitive. So they're not technically Jedis, but they're like force sensitive. They have lightsabers and they fight um, and they just kind of go out. They're sent out to kind of take care of any problems, namely like Jedi problems. If there's a Jedi that they discover, they would dispatch the Inquisitors to go and take them out. And and if they're, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, kind of like the leftovers from Order 66. Exactly. Uh, the survivors of that, so to speak. Exactly right. That's that's exactly the plan. Um, yeah. And and then, you know, uh, they would send them out. Then they have that specific type of ship. I know it's like their ship, so to speak. Um, yeah. and that little screenshot you, you posted. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited about that. And I know the other one I can see. It looks like I see a snow speeder. Yeah, I see snow speeders. So I'm curious. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be cool, I think. Be curious to see how they <laughs> use those. If they'll use them as what would it be called? Like a land speeder then if they're not on a nice planet, I guess. I don't know. So. Unless we, unless we, uh, Go back know, get some early, early, uh, yeah, early construction of the Hoth base. It's like, yeah, hey guys, right? let's build this one just in case, you know? Yeah. So. In the middle of nowhere on a super <laughs> yeah. cold ass planet. Yeah. Guys, with me, with all this, this is like, this is like what I call that prime Star Wars era right now, where we're just mm-hmm. kind of dying to know yeah. what's going on. Like, that's why I really enjoyed Solo, uh, Rogue One. Um, I think this is great ground. And like I said, it's a short series. So, I mean, they, it's got to, it's got to be tight. It's got to be, you know, wrapped up quick, but I think, I think there's just gold uh, to be, to be told right there. And, you know, Vinny, like what you said, you know, hope, hope that you know, there's plenty of, there's, you, it's hard to screw this one up, but you know, yeah. we, you know, knock on wood, nope. we've seen it happen too many times. I'm hoping we get sort of like a, um, this is the best comp I can think of, like kind of like a Galen Urso sort of twist, maybe. Sure. Or some kind of something where it's like, oh, that's why the exhaust vent was there. It was, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of some 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 something along those lines. Yeah. We're gonna be like, oh, that was interesting. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I, I would love to see something like that, and I've I've, I've got faith. So yeah. Um, I wanted to hit on some of the possible cameos quick. I don't know the likelihood of any of these. Um, I thought may, I mean, for me personally, um, I wrote a bunch of stuff down here, but I kind of hope that the series opens up. I mean, this is how I kind of vegeted in my head, um, with, um, Obi-Wan communicating with, uh, Liam Neeson's Qui-Gon Jinn. That would be Some cool. Way, somehow okay. like becoming one with the force. That's kind of where we left off in episode three. He's been on Tatooine with like nothing to do except checking on Luke every now and again. Yeah. And so that's what he's, that's, you know, it's kind of like Yoda's homework that he gave him while he's there. So a Liam Neeson cameo for me would be, you know, awesome. But obviously there's so many characters out there. That's a possibility. Yep. I hope we get a couple of them uh, at least. So uh, Vinny, uh, what about, what about you? Any uh, cameos that you, uh, that they're number one on your list? I think I'd I love know, to see Samuel ahead. Jackson back. As Mace <laughs> yeah, I wrote that one down right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance he's an inquisitor? Is that a could that be a thing? Or if he kind of went that direction, force sensitive oh. guy turned evil? I don't know. So yeah, I mean, I guess everyone just assumed he was dead, right? Yeah, yeah. just like trade in the purple I, he lightsaber just, he just for fell a out the window. He just fell out the, the window. window with some electricity. Yeah, he flew. So, he flew. Yeah. yeah. 
You could have landed, you landed that on a yeah, or a flying uh, could have landed on a bike. bunch of the younglings or something. Yeah. I don't know. Landed in the Destix, the Destix guy apartment or something. That's right. So. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think you, I think Ros- I think Rosario Dawson is a, a Ahsoka. I think is how you pronounce her character's yeah, name. I think great. I think that's a lock because I think they're making an Ahsoka series if i'm not mistaken or it's in the works yeah 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 she was in mandalorian um i mean she seems like she really really has nailed that character i think that's Mm -hmm. a a possibility i could also see them trying to shoehorn diego luna as cassin andor because i know they want to do a series because they're doing a series on that which i'm i'm cautious that 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 might be the most likely one that you bring that up yeah like and I, I know we've talked about this for anyone who's star wars fans listening i think episode four of the podcast was all about star wars um but yeah like I I do love the Jedi stuff. Don't get me wrong, but like the military, the military planning of like what the Rebel Alliance is capable capable of, and that's what they kind of show in Rogue One. His character, I think they could really do some cool stuff with that. Yeah, I mean, who knows if he's going to be in this, but I could definitely see it as a way to plug the next little mini series too. So, <clears throat> Justin, could you touch on the Ben origin? The name Ben Kenobi. I. I- uh, are we gonna Are we gonna finally figure out what this is? I hope so because I honestly don't know. I still don't understand where that came from. Like, I want to know why is he Ben Kenobi? Where did Ben come? Where from? did that come from? Right? Like, yeah. a- am I crazy that I don't know that or or no? And why did Han Solo name his son Ben? He he hated the guy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, just- that that goes against the extended the expanded universe books because in that well, series there were three Han, there three children from Han Solo, but never mind. Okay. So I was gonna say, wouldn't it have been maybe Leia's call? Oh, maybe, yeah, probably. But she barely and, knew him too. But she, Obi Wan Kenobi was her. He was part of the rescue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she, she <laughs> I thought he was only Ben to the people on Tatooine, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not quite sure. And I know you see you, Bail Organa say, go get Obi-Wan. Oh, you mean Ben? Yeah, what's no, Jimmy Smith doing these days? Get, Jimmy Smith will be in the show. He get, Smith, get Smitty back in there. He came yeah. back for Rogue One. It's like, yeah. I'm going back to Alderaan. I'm like, oh, right. don't do oh, it. Don't, don't do there. it. Don't do it. It's going to be gone in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be curious to see what they do with that. I do not want Jar Jar Binks to make it. I saw other characters. I do not want Jar Jar Binks oh, anywhere right. near this. So I, well, I was going to get to planet cameos right yes. here. So I didn't write it down. But are we going to are we going to return to Naboo? I sure the Gungans have taken over the I hope so. Planet, so maybe it'll be uh, Darth Jar Jar. Maybe we'll finally get that. You said not want to go there. <laughs> They're going to retcon that. They're going to do it. They're going to go. I, no, for they it. made yeah. him a bad guy and a Jedi, a, a Sith Lord. <laughs> yes. Sign me up. He's Sign he's uh he's uh well I guess it's the I was gonna say he can't be the chancellor now because it is the empty empire, the empire yeah yeah and growth but you know he's he's still a senator or something uh, like that shit I'm I might have to put Star Wars on tonight when I'm on uh there we with go Maddie tonight I, um I so other planet cameos maybe we get a little Yav for a little Alderaan yeah. little Coruscant with the Emperor doing his stuff over there. Mustafar, I mean, looks like we're from based on the comms that are looks yeah. like we are returning, and that's mm-hmm. where that's Vader where his base his, is. His base is yeah. that's where his uh his sanctuary is. Why you would build your base on the same planet See, I was gonna that say, almost killed did, you? Yeah. Did they ever explain that in the books? I don't know. No. 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 I think I think Rogue One just kind of just brought that back. Yeah. Didn't they? Okay. Which I which, that I, thought, was which I mean, one. I think I think it's cool, but it's just like, yeah, it was like 
you can look over the window I'm like oh yeah that's where i got you know lava yeah. over yeah there, so. see that's, that's where my there? that's, that's where, where i was burning yeah. alive that's where my best friend tried to kill me i'm gonna build my house here but, yeah right. but maybe that maybe that's why he did, did it to you know channel his anger yeah. that's so ooh, he looks down there and he gets right. angry that's true. Like, so when the whole planet like, shakes because of his right, anger. Right. He's like, so, so what did you do, Lord Vader? He's like, yeah, I told him I hated him. The best yeah. I could think of. So <laughs> I hate you. So, um, guys, quick theory. I don't know if this has been around. Um, so since Uncle Owen is going to be a prominent character in this, is there any way he is made aware of Luke's possible destiny? Um, from exposition from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Could this have any bearings on why Uncle Owen is trying to keep him around th- as long as possible without I think they the totally Empire? do that. I yeah, think that's think a, they go um, that way? I think that's a lock. Yeah. That'd be good. Okay. Because I mean it ties well, in Uncle perfectly. Owen's not the bad guy. He's not such a dickhead after all. Though. No, the whole, yeah. you know, I need you to stay on for another year, these moisture evaporators. No. Um very similar to yours in most respects. You speak bocce? Yeah, I play it too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I, I really, I, yeah, go ahead, I, Greg. Really quick, guys, I want to wrap up by saying, and I'm sorry to have to do this, but I think I'm at the point now where the sequel sequel trilogy just doesn't count. Uh, yes, just, yeah, I'm there. Just, oh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's, it, it ends with Return of the Jedi and any kind of continuations the mandalorian yeah so, the mandalorian is yeah. after the yeah, mandalorian and ends, boba fett yeah uh, coming up yeah so, there is yeah. no there is no sequel trilogy let's be yep. realistic all right and, and nothing's in nothing against any of the actors and actresses it was just so poorly organized and written yeah you know how how you can have three sequels and you don't link any of them together with the common thread you just like ah the next guy can take over and do what he wants and then the next <laughs> person that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard but um yeah all right well i Nah, see now I'm all I'm all jazzed up on Star Wars right now. I'm riding high. <laughs> all right, took some spice. Isn't that the Isn't that what they say in uh, Star Wars? And that might be in the expanded universe. Never mind. All I right, like, I don't know that one. That's a, that's yep. an expanded universe that's thing. In, that's in the text. The sacred uh, Jedi text. I have you. <laughs> well, I well done, Greg. They were not. All right, we are going to move on to our top <laughs> 80s, top five 80s movies. This is our whatever category. Um, we have plenty of people that wrote in, so thank you very much. Um, who wants to start us off? Or Greg, do you want to you want to run this? It's up. No, to you. I was just gonna yep. say eighties eighties movies. Um, there are millions of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Should we just hit it, boys? Let's do Should it. We just hit it. Sure. I'm Let's gonna just kick, do it. I'm gonna kick us off tonight. All right, take All it away right. because I'm selfish. I'm a jerk. And guess what? I'm gonna talk about guys. I'm gonna talk about James Bond. Man, and damn, I figured it's number number five on the list is a movie no one's ever heard of except the Bond fans. It is 1987's The Living Daylight, starring the illustrious Timothy Dalton in his first round as James Bond, bringing the character back down to earth. Very dark, very gritty, very dangerous performance, much different than the eyebrow-raising Roger Moore. Actually, a very good quality movie. Kurt's currently sits number three on my favorite Bond movie list right now. It is a great Cold War spy thriller sort of movie. That's high praise. Underrated. um, Just a ton of fun. And Timothy Dalton is just, you know, what Shayla Miller, our friend on Twitter, said, Timothy Dalton ran so Daniel Craig could walk which is very much true because he developed that style of Bond. So The wow. Living Daylights, 1987. We're talking movies. I'm going to throw in Bond, and you can't stop you me. Are. 
So nice. that's number five on my list. It would have been there anyway. But for the sake of variety, I put it there instead of number one to show you that I can be accepted in normal society at certain points. So, <laughs> uh, Vinny, let's switch to you to your number five favorite 80s movie. Go. Okay. Um, I'm going to preface my list by saying I don't have a single holiday movie in there. I took so mine out too. I, I didn't do that because I probably could have and I just didn't feel right having yeah. holiday movies in there. So no planes, trains, and automobiles because that's a Thanksgiving movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, and Die Hard is not on my list because it is a well Christmas done. movie. Yep. How well uh, some people don't consider that a Christmas movie. I'll never believe that. Um, <laughs> not Christmas but, okay. without it. No. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Number five for me, I don't think either of you two have heard of this movie, but this is Strange Brew. Starring nope. Rick Moranis and uh, I believe it's is it Dave Daniel Thomas Canadian movie. Oh, what's it called? Strange Brew. Strange Brew. I don't think I've ever heard. Yep. Of it. Strange Brew. Interesting. Uh, I like this. Yep. Um, it is. It is a very stupid movie. Um, it is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Doug and Bob McKenzie. Yeah, it's Dave Thomas and I couldn't remember if it was Daniel or Dave. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking Daniel, but Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis, uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, it, uh, they were like a Canadian skit, but they had this movie out there and my dad had it. And I watched that when I was younger. It's the stupidest thing. Um, at one point <laughs> in the movie, they like, they find themselves at a brewery cause they ran out of beer. So they go straight to the brewery to get beer. And then there's like this corruption going on at this brewery. I have to watch it again. I haven't seen it in like 10 years. But there's corruption in there, and there's like this plot going on, and these two morons are trying to figure it out. And at one point, uh, Rick Moranis gets locked in a beer vat, and he ends up drinking all of the beer. (laughs) 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 And they open it up, and he's just expanded to like looking cartoonish. And he goes, oh, hold on, I got to take a whiz. And he's, you know, <laughs> that was a poor Canadian accent, by the way. Well done, it, Vinny. It, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Justin. But it is a stupid movie. If you ever ha- have a chance to watch it, I, I recommend it. It's, it's I like dumb, it. but it's, it's, it's lighthearted dumb. So, um, yes, Strange Brew, number five. <clears throat> Awesome. Nice. I might have to check that out. Straight, yeah. I'm, I'm, I love it when there's ones like, oh, I've never heard of that one. So yep. that's good stuff. Strange Brew. Good Very call. interesting. All right, Justin. Cinco. Oh, man. Cinco All de right. Mayo. I have two ties on my list. So let me preface that in the first place. I know that kind of circumvents the oh, list. Oh, you're uh, giving me shit for Bond. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unlike, or I'm sorry, like Vinny, I also didn't put any holiday movies because I think Christmas Vacation, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and A Christmas Story would have taken up half my list. So I took that out. <laughs> and it just, I don't know, when I think 80s movies, I don't think of those. I just think of holiday movies as those. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, my number five, I have two. Uh, it's a tie between Back to the Future, which is just a great movie altogether. And then the other one, which is a little bit more of a deep, deeper cut, but I'm sure you guys have seen it. And that is Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams. Nice. You guys I have not seen that. Yeah. It's a really good movie. That's a good I movie. I just know the, yeah. Michael, the Michael Scott. Good <laughs> morning. Na- was it Nashua? Good morning. No. Scram- well, he said he Vietnam. Was, he did Vietnam oh, you know when, he's, when he's, he was trying to teach Dwight yes. how to yeah. do speak. So, yeah, do yeah, public so, speaking. Uh, good morning, Vietnam. For those that don't know, it's uh, Robin Williams. It is during takes place during the Vietnam War. He has been, you know, I don't know if you, I can't remember if you, I'm assuming he was drafted. I don't think he enlisted, but he gets over there and he is assigned to run the, um, 
the radio station, I think it's Radio Saigon or Free Radio Saigon for the soldiers so that they have something to listen to. So there's a ton of great music that's played uh, in the movie. Um, and he's kind of, he, he's kind of a jokester. He's kind of goofing around. Um, and he's also what gets him in trouble is when the 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 breaking news of what's going on with, you know, the the ev- the enemy and, and Charlie and things like that. Um, they have people in the room next to him that are censoring it. So, you know, certain things aren't being told over the air and he's kind of violating that. So he gets in trouble. Um, uh, uh, not Al Pacino. Um, who's the guy from home alone? Um, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci. is in this, a young okay. Joe Pesci is in this movie. A yep. young Forrest Whitaker is Forrest in this Whitaker, movie. Yep. Oh, wow. Um, and I remember I saw it at a relatively young age and I didn't know anything about the Vietnam war, but it just kind of also goes into goes into the details of just how messed up that whole situation was for for both our soldiers returning and for the people of Vietnam in general mm. and in and, and, and both sides, you know, what's going on with the, with with that. So highly recommend that back to the future. I don't really think there's a lot to say. That's just a great movie. I love Michael J. Fox. I think that would probably be my favorite back to the future. I really liked two, but I like one more now. Um, yeah. So there's my my number five is a tie between Good Morning Vietnam and Back to the Future. <clears throat> Good call. Yeah, very nice. nicely done. Switch into the number fours, and we have plenty of uh, correspondence from our lovely listeners. We'll yes. get to your guys towards the end. Mm-hmm. We'll mention a lot of our honorable mentions from your Through list. Those, because yeah. Just, just yeah. looking at them, I'm like, yeah, I could list, you know, almost all, almost all of them. At you know, in some, oh, yeah. in some, yep, uh, respect. So, but either way, my number four, and I think I've brought this up before on the podcast, guys, is I got a little bit of a. Got a little bit of an astronaut thing happening. That's right. Um, I'm a big fan of the movie The Right Stuff, which was never, never saw it. Really? Never heard I don't it. even I've never even heard of it. No. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me enlighten you. So <laughs> this was a story of the um it kind of like the beginning of the space race a little bit. It starts off in 47. Uh Sam Shepard, brilliant performance in this. He plays a uh, famous test pilot, Chuck Yeager, who broke the sound barrier in 47. Okay. And, um, you know, the years pass on or whatever. The Russians launch Mark Greg Sputnik up into space. And, um, you know, the, the kind of kicks off the American versus Russian space race and the selection of the original Mercury 7 astronauts. Um, well, played by a lot of famous actors, Scott Glenn, Ed Harris, uh, Dennis oh, wow. Quaid. Um, uh, just to name a few. Um, and it's just, you know, just kind of like that, you know, just kind of like that good old traditional, you know, <laughs> American, you know, achievement movie, so sure. to speak. Yeah. I'm um, going through the struggle, launching men into space, all by which, you know, living astronauts living in the public eye. I mean, these guys were just test pilots, you know, working on bases, testing out the latest military aircraft and next thing you know they're thrown into the public eye where they're deemed american heroes for not really you know doing anything quite yet all by which you know it's questioned the theme is questioned like are these really the bravest men when you guys when you have the test pilots like chuck yeager and scott crossfield who are breaking the records early on but since they didn't attend college they weren't considered, you know, to mm-hmm. operate the complicated, you know, NASA technologies, mm-hmm. even though they were considered the bravest men out of all of them uh, to be launched into um, to be launched into orbit. So Holy real interesting movie. Great score by Bill Conti. Um, and just uh, just one I go go back to uh, go back to quite often. So 
the right stuff if you haven't seen it check it out it's really it's really a phenomenal phenomenal film i think it won or was nominated for best picture or something but um I think it was 83 when it came out. So yeah, but, yes. but the astronauts, a lot, a lot of love for the astronauts, especially, especially the early ones. For sure. Scott, Scott Glenn played Alan Shepard, who many didn't know that he was the only one of the Mercury seven to have went to the moon. He was also the first man. He was also the first man in space, the first American in space. Uh, um, many people think it was John Glenn. He was the first one in orbit, but Alan Shepard's flight was 15 minutes. They literally sent him up. And then he came straight back down 15 minutes later and splashed <laughs> wow. into the ocean. So, and then was grounded for an ear infection years and years later, he find himself on the moon thanks to his buddy and everyone was against it. So either way, good movie. Uh, definitely check it out. If you kind of like that NASA astronaut uh, kind of fun, uh, you know, American achievement movie, if that's your thing. So nice. there we go. Awesome. Number four. Trivia. Oh, trivia question for you. Bill Conti, do you guys know what great sports movie he uh, also did the score for? No. Yes, I do. What is it? Rock, Rocky. I was gonna, well, that, and I was going to say Rookie of the Year. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I didn't did realize you do Rookie that. of the Year? That's, yeah, that's, he did. That's really? cool, too. Yeah. That's really cool, wow. too. Wow. <laughs> yep. Jeez, yep. holy cow. But Rocky's not, a, Rocky's not a sports movie. It's a love story, right? Uh, sure sure (laughs) uh, it's both yeah (laughs) it's poorly sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh wait were we talking about the phillies earlier weren't we yeah they uh the the philly they got uh dd gregorius g segura (laughs) what do you think paulie there, that's the Phillies. Yo, Adrian, Bryce Harper won. The, I don't know. <laughs> wow, good, good Trevor story. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> that was a Boston accent. I don't know what. I don't was. know what that was. <laughs> oh God! I, you know, as the guy who probably has the strongest Chicago accent on this podcast, I should not be making fun of other accents. But uh, <laughs> he's a all right. Save us, Vinny. All right, number four, Vinny. <laughs> number four for me is Batman. Oh, yeah. good choice. Good choice. Love that movie. I we talked about that movie a lot on here, but just that I mean, that was Batman for me growing up. I watched that a ton. Uh the Batmobile. I know Justin, you said that you like the Batmobile grounded in reality. Yeah, that's still a good one though. That was the best Batmobile so far. Um, out of any of them. I loved it. I I I actually hated the one in the uh the the uh, Christopher Nolan. Really? Did you really? I hated oh, okay. that one. Yeah. Really? Um, oh, that's interesting. Comparing it to the original one. Oh, the original yeah. one had okay. the bombs. It had the shields. It had everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that Batman movie, it's great. So number four for me. Good choice. That's a good one. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> All right, Justin. Has the list changed since? We no, my no, my list okay. is locked in. No, this this was the easiest <laughs> part. The the last the final four were the ones I had locked from like the get go. So it was just that number five that I had to I couldn't settle on one. All right, my number four. This is arguably one of my favorite movies. Um, I have to thank my friend John who got me. Uh, who told me actually, he he and I in band class we would just constantly recite lines from this movie. We were only in seventh grade. We probably shouldn't have seen this movie in seventh grade, but that is coming to America. <laughs> I nice. that movie so much. Um, uh, the, I love the barbershop scenes. 
where they're arguing about Rocky Marciano and Cassius Clay. And, you know, he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. And he's like, well, I'm going to call his mama, call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay, you know, like stuff like that. I just love Arsenio Hall. I don't have much to say about him, but he actually does a nice job. You got James Earl Jones is in it. Um, it's it's just it's uh it's just a, a very young Samuel L. Jackson plays a uh, robber in that movie and gets his ass kicked by uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, Louis Anderson's in it. You know, he goes on about, you know, I'm I'm washing lettuce right now, but one day I'll be making uh, I'll be on I'll be making the French fries. I think he says I can't remember, but um, just such a good movie. I, and McDowell's inside of McDonald's and, you know, uh, having to worry about <laughs> McDonald's people coming to sue them and stuff like that. I just I love that movie. Soul Glow. I, I could go on and on. Uh, Kunta Kinte, you know, um, it's just, I love I love when the barbershop references Kunta Kinte from Roots and it's like, oh, God, that you that's probably not the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a product of the eighties, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I love that movie. It's such a good movie. So that's my number. Did four. you see the sequel? I did. Um, was it was that? fine. It wasn't necessary, nor was it anywhere near as good as the original. Um, it could have been much worse, but nah, it was okay. I, I watched it once and I won't be watching it again. I'll put it that way. So. Yeah. Coming to America. Great movie Good stuff. I just nice. I love I love when he's singing about, you know, happy. Good, good morning to everyone. And someone's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> out loud. He's like, hello to you, too. All right. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> I, lo- I love your passion, Justin. I, I got to say know, when it comes through, when it comes through, it comes through and yeah. it's just so heartwarming. So thank you. Um, what are we on threes right now, guys? Three. Number three for me. I think this one we did uh, sports movies. I think this was one on my list, or at least it should have been. Was Major League? Good call. If there was okay. ever a movie that got me that solidified my love for baseball, it was that movie. Saw it at a very young age. Uh, fantastic. Aspired to be Rick Vaughn, like that was, I was like, yes, that's <laughs> that's who I want to throw like that guy, you know. I want to show up to camp and have Pepper Leach go and look at this fucking guy. You played you know, in the California Penal League after junior college, didn't you, Greg? <laughs> 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 Wasn't even good. Those those players are really good. Like, don't <laughs> don't be fooled. Like, there's a lot of bad dudes out there, but they're good at baseball. So he murdered his wife, but he could throw <laughs> 95. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, major major the NFL is not too different. No, that's true, it, right? So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh fantastic baseball movie. Uh Great, great themes, great characters. Um, really, really well balanced. Willie Mays Hayes, yeah. Um, yep. Rick Vaughn, um, Dennis Haysbert as Pedro Serrano. I love yes. Roger Dorn too. I the spring yep. training scenes for me are probably the so best good. parts of that movie when mm-hmm. they're all just a bunch of bums and they're showing up and they're sleeping in those barracks. Those and, cots. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine <laughs> them sleeping in something like that nowadays? Right. That would never fly. Right. right. Would even be sleeping on site, you know. It'd be the, the minor leaguers might not downtown. even sleep yeah. in a room like. Well, the minor, yeah. the single A might. Yeah. I don't know. The sing- but... <laughs> they, yeah, they might be. They might be sleeping on the field. And yeah, they probably. They probably take that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was like, oh, you guys get a roof, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was. Um, that's also the. That's also the. Um, first movie where I where I learned because um, when Ed Harris is pitching BP to um, to uh, Serrano. That's like the first time when I when I learned uh, when I learned the glove sign for slider, 
Because I always thought that was when he's when he's coming in with the breaking balls, he signals him that he's gonna change up the pitches. And I was like, what does that one mean? It's like, oh, he's gonna throw him, he's gonna throw him a juicer or something. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna start doing that. That that's how I learned that was this thing at a very young age. Very so, cool. That way huh. the catcher doesn't get tripped up. So yeah. I do now. I learned out there's like 20 of them, but yeah, who the hell knows? But <laughs> major league number three. Good choice. Nice. Vinny, number three, number three, number for three for me is was on my uh, sports list. I think it was number one. Um, it is Caddyshack. Yep, mm. <laughs> fantastic movie. Um, I've talked about that before. Just, I mean, every scene in that movie is hilarious, uh, especially um, with Rodney Dangerfield. When it has that opening scene where he goes into the uh, the ball, he's getting balls and stuff like that, and the judge is <laughs> trying on that hat. Oh, you think you get a hat like this, you get a free cup of soup. Oh, but on you, it looks good. <laughs> he rolls his eyes, looking away. I think I quote that so many times with my dad. Um, when he, whenever he's wearing something, oh, but it looks so good on you. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, that that movie's just great. Um, there's not much more I can say outside of that. So number three, Caddyshack. Awesome. That's a good one. That's a good All right. one. All right, Justin. All right. I'll be very curious if you guys have this anywhere on your list. My number three, I'm a huge fan of this actor, uh, gone too soon. And my number three is the movie Uncle Buck. I love, oh, love, yes. love, love that movie. Um, you know, it it's it's definitely got it's it toes that line between comedy, but then there's also like the seriousness of the the daughter and the mom not getting along and kind of going yep. down a weird path with who she's mm-hmm. dating and uh, her boyfriend, Bug, who who John yeah. Candy just torments. And he's like, <laughs> Bug, Matt. And then I think he's like, I could squash you something like that. Um, yeah. I do. I do love the line or the I still don't understand the scene. But when he goes into the, the school to talk with the principal for some reason, and I looked up the quote because the principal has this gigantic mole slash wart slash I don't know what it is on her face. And he says, hi, I'm Buck Melanoma. Molly Russell's wart, not her wart, not her wart. I'm the wart. She's my tumor, my throat, my uh, pimple. I'm Uncle Wart. Just old, just old Buck Wart Russell. That's what they call me. Or melanoma. <laughs> so um, and he just he pulls that off that scene. The, the other thing I like, too, is when he's talking with. Um, uh what's his name macaulay culkin who plays the little the little the little brother or, or uncle buck's nephew and he asks him if he brushed his teeth and he's like you know i have a friend who works at the crime lab in the police station they can test to see if you uh actually brush your teeth or if you just put water over it and the kid freaks out and i've used uh-huh. that a couple times on one of my nephew on my ne- my one nephew who's uh in kindergarten now and just to just to make sure he's brushing his teeth but uh <laughs> great movie that is also it's also kind of sentimental that's where our daughter who passed away a few years ago her name was Maisie, and that we got that from watching uncle buck oh, so we were watching that yeah. and that's oh, where okay. we got that name so uh, that is my number three, uh, Uncle Buck. Good old John Candy. So there you go. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, number twos. Here we go, guys. All right. It's getting serious now. Getting real yep. serious right here. Okay. Number two for me was mentioned before by Vinny. Number two is Batman 1989, Michael Keaton. Uh, that scene where he gets that thug on the roof. You know, mm-hmm. the, what are you? <laughs> Batman. Scene absolutely changed my life. I was like, that that is that is arguably the coolest thing I've ever seen. That he just disappears. Yeah. Right. Like, oh God. <laughs> Movie is so dark. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. 
fantastic. Michael Keaton, my favorite Batman. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> just just go back to that one every time. And when we talked to Bill Koenig too, he had great insight on. Yes, it. he so did. Great to, mm-hmm. great to learn even more. And a guy who experienced there in theaters made me appreciate it. You know, it's like oh, it's like kind of those one of those things. Like I wish I could have been there. You know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Batman for me is one I'll watch at any time. The the original. So. Want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. Right? <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's retconned in Seinfeld. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With the Rosses, so that's right. Um, another another shout out to the guy who played Alexander Knox. I forget the actor's name. Was it Robert Wool or something? That sounds right. Yeah. He was, I don't know what happened to him, but he was, he was also pretty, he was kind of like the comic relief in that yeah, in yeah. that movie. I, I kind of liked his character and Lieutenant Eckhart, you know, Porkins, yes. you know, they yeah, say he right. can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. He goes, I say yeah. you're full of shit, Knox. Oh, you can quote me on that. They flings yeah. his cigar and I'm like, <laughs> damn, ruthless. I'm like, I thought that guy crashed into a deflection tower. He Maybe did. Not, so. <laughs> I I can hold it. Oh, no, he I crashed. Can hold it. Yeah, he crashed into the bit. Whatever happened to him? Getting back to Star Wars. Like, what, what happened? Cra- was the X-Wing hit and then he just lost engine control? I think it was hitting the engines know. and then the engine went out and then he... he I yeah I think I know that was and it. I know I've brought this up before too, but Biggs told him to eject. Where is he ejecting it to? I know, the surface of the Death Star. That's I going was going to gonna say up. in in Fucked either way. As far as I know, yeah. I'm going to have to refer to my. Oh God, I'm such a fucking nerd. I'm going to have to refer. <laughs> I'm going to have to refer to my encyclopedia of Star Wars vehicles and see if the X-wing even has an ejector pod. I don't think it does. But I could be wrong because it's got to it's got to enclose you. Yeah, I don't right? know. I don't know what I don't. I don't. I don't know. I had the 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 official vehicle as a kid there was no ejection pod it was just you open the <laughs> the blast canopy and you put the guy in so i was gonna say okay all right well you we're, I, we're I gonna, take this very seriously we're, we're gonna re we're gonna revisit this one but in the time's sake let's let's continue the list yeah. Vinny has to save death to bail us out once again with his number two favorite 80s movie go ahead Vinny. number two vacation national Lampoon Ooh, vacation. Yes. good one awesome absolutely love that one um it there's a lot of good scenes in it especially when uh with uh john candy yeah yes <laughs> the, oh park's closed moose outside should have told, told you, you. <laughs> yeah Ru- russ that. russ lasky was his name right i think that's what it yeah. is in the credits okay yep so. Yep, um, that's a good, having good a bad experience yeah. on the roller coaster. But yeah, and, and just <laughs> you know, having a family, I can't imagine trying to take them across country no. and just uh, no, that would just it's, sound it's scarily relatable. Yeah, yes, it yeah. just sounds painful. But he was all for it and all excited for it. It's like no, like why would you want to drive across country? Oh, that just sounds yeah. painful <laughs> to do that. But. Whatever, Clark Griswold's the 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 last family man, right? Yeah, that, as it was said in Christopher Kitchen, you're the last yep. family man, Griswold. So, <laughs> yep. but, I didn't yep. know Harold Ramis was the voice of Marty Moose. Did you guys know that? Was he really? For Marty I did Moose. not know that. Yeah, I know that either. He directed it, so but he also provided the voice for uh, wow for him, which I thought was interesting. So, huh. yeah. I did not know that. 
<laughs> but Not yeah, no, always. that that does driving cross country with your family, and I, I love when he loses it too after they oh yeah pop off it. Think you're yeah. all fucked yep. in the head, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're whipping zippity doo out of your assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that is just that is just. I, I I think I still like the Christmas vacation one. You know, yeah, that that one better. Yeah, but, oh uh, yeah, vacation vacation is such is such a great movie. Yep. <laughs> That's an old wives' tale, Clark. I'm telling <laughs> John Kent getting shot with a BB. Gun. Yeah, right. I love Ellen's reaction to when he shoots him in the ass, Clark. Yeah, <laughs> it can break the skin and cause a very bad infection. No, this is can. our family's first kidnapping. No, uh, yeah, our first you, gun. First gun. Sorry, that's it. Killed that's everyone. It. Oh, just a dog. Yeah. Oh, and my aunt Edna. <laughs> hey, yeah, you can't prove that, Rusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, all right. Moving on. Number yes. two, Justin. All right. My on? number two, uh, this is a movie. Anytime it's on, I will happily sit down and watch it no matter where it's at. And that is The Burbs. I love that movie with a passion. Nice. Sweet. Uh, I, I just, I love that movie so much. Being, that being be too scary for you. No, no. I was, I, say, I was, I was a little surprised too, Vinny. I, I remember yeah, that was, was a horror on, movie. Like, yeah. This is a deep cut. But do you guys remember like TBS dinner in a movie on like Friday nights? Yep. Uh, when I was a kid, that was like one that was always on. So I remember always watching that and just loving that movie. Um, I always joke with Erica that we are like uh, the Clopex next door because we just pull our <laughs> we open our garage and pull the the car right in and close it. We never really talk to our neighbors that much. Um, but yeah, like I love I love the different actors. I love the neighbors. That whole mo- mentality of like you know watching what your neighbors are doing. I'm guilty of looking outside and being like, oh, what's that person doing? You know why are why are they doing that? I wouldn't do it that way. Um, <laughs> And then obviously just like totally flipping the script at the end where it's like, oh, you feel so horrible. They blew these people's house up. There was nothing wrong. And then you find out that they were horrible, horrible murderers and they have all these things and bones and things. Um, Bruce McGovern, I love his character in that movie. Uh, just them setting up the command post next door. And yep. you've got Corey Feldman is the weird weirdo teenager that's like having a house party so that everyone can watch what his neighbors are doing and uh-huh. um just a great movie i love that movie so much tom eggs in in princess leia carrie uh carrie um, fisher carrie fisher's yeah. in that too yeah so there you go that's my number two i was gonna say that's nice. another shocker really uh, yeah. yeah i was like oh i didn't I, see i that. knew you liked it. i didn't see that making the list but i'm, I'm glad yeah there's there's just i love when tom hanks freaks out you know, on, on the neighbors. And he's like, they're just trying to live their lives. Leave them alone. You know, we're the problem. We're the ones that creep yeah. people out. <laughs> you know, you so. know, I have, I have a funny story about the burbs really quick. Like I, I've, I saw that movie several times as a kid without knowing what it was really, you know, without knowing oh, the really? title. Mm-hmm. So it was a discovery. And I only discovered it much later in life. Cause I couldn't, you know, like Wikipedia it at the time. I'm like, yeah. what is this movie? It is so much fun. Yeah. And then later I'm like, Oh, the, Burbs. That's what. Then I put two. It was almost like I had to put two and you know two and two together. I'm like, oh, so finally, you know, that's that's what. But I watched it at least two or three times yeah. on like television when it was on WGN or something. Yeah, oh, it was without, WGN used to have great movies yeah, on like with, Sunday afternoons. Yeah. Exactly. That that's probably where I watched it. I'm like, what? What? I always I'd always catch it like right after you know, kind of like maybe two third or like a third into it or something like that. So um yeah it was just like finally a revel almost like a revelation later like the birds <laughs> that's what this mystery movie was mm-hmm. for so many years so. mm-hmm. all right is this is this the, this is this it. the final stretch here, guys? number one for me very appropriate 
for our earlier segment. Number one for me is The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, good choice. Star I'm not Wars, shocked at all. The Empire Strikes Back. My first Star Wars movie mm-hmm. that I've ever saw. Um, on the VHS, you know, I went through the whole deal that was recorded off of ABC or whatever. Just <laughs> amazing. Just blown away. You know, Han Solo going to rescue him on Tatooine. Luke versus Luke. You know, I am your father. Everything. Everything. Just just my favorite. Is it my favorite Star Wars movie? It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It's my favorite Age movie. So mm-hmm. there you go. There's nothing. I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys know the Greg. Do you remember the what they yep. mine on Bespin in the Cloud City? Uh Tabana Gas. Very good. Well, thank done, you very Greg. much. Which was your <laughs> trivia question? Yes, you called in on the radio. Station. You won. Oh, hold on. You won. Did you win a Blu-ray or something? No, or I, I no. won a PSP UMD. A PSP. Oh, that's, that's right. What it of was. Predator, yes. and then I also, I think I also they they gave me the Revenge of the Sith DVD too. Oh, okay. why? Why I got the yeah. PSP thing? I don't know. It's a, but, it's a throwaway. Yeah. It's a throwaway line when it is. when they just when the Star Destroyer does his garbage jump right before the garbage jump, and then they're yep. looking at Lando system. He's not a system. It's he's a, man, a person. Yeah, you know. So great. Uh, yeah. Lando Calrissian, what a Billy D. Williams yeah. killing it, absolutely <laughs> killing it, killing it. So, so yeah, and just um, definitely the dark turn because it's very like it's yeah. weird watching a New Hope. Yeah, like at like uh, after um, uh, yeah, Empire Strikes Back for the first time. I'm like, wow, this is much more lighthearted and fun. Where you know, Irvin Kershner dark took, middle trilogy took, took uh, yeah. the Empire. Yeah, that that middle part and just turned it into like a dark, you know, kind of tragedy movie or whatever. I mean, Hansel getting frozen. I'm like, what is happening right now? Frozen in car. Yeah. The introduction of Boba Fett. I mean, Boba Fett too. Gengar and Bosk. And yeah, just, just think about that for a second. Just almost a, just a minor character. You know, in the '80s, that George Lucas created, is like, yeah, you know, we needed a bounty hunter. He's got a cool there. helmet and yeah. a jetpack, and that's it. Yeah, that's the power of Star Wars, man. This guy has a fucking show now coming yeah. out yeah. in the month. Yeah, look what Star Wars does, man. Look at George Lucas, an insane genius, crazy person. This random ass character. We're getting excited for a show about this guy. It's gonna be the best thing ever. Yeah, I mean, that's yep. just, just it. That sure as hell better. <laughs> It's just, it's yeah. just, it's just mind, it's just mind blowing sometimes. So, yeah. um, yeah, the, um, and just, I mean, I, what, what, what am I going to say? That's not already been said. It's just, it's, it's arguably the greatest Star Wars movie ever made. So yep. number one for me, the empire strikes back. And it, it was when we came up with the subject, it was the first thing to get locked in. So there, there go. we go. Nice. All right. Go ahead, Vinny. Number one for me is actually two movies. I'm cheating. Um, it is <laughs> Justin mentioned this one earlier. It is Back to the Future one and yep. two. <laughs> I oh, absolutely yeah. loved those movies growing up. I watched them nonstop every day that I could. I mean, Marty McFly, Doc Brown, just it, great characters. I, I, the the DeLorean is one of the cars. Such uh, a cool that, car. Yep, that is is on my like bucket or wish list of cars. If I ever win the lottery, I'm buying one of those. Um, 
Lee Iacocca's failed experiment, uh, by the way. <laughs> right, Justin? That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- those movies were just absolutely fantastic. Well-written. Um, it, that, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it just, the stories on them are great. Just when they go back and, or go into the future, not back to the future, go into the future on the second one and just all the different stuff that they have. We, I wish we had like half yeah, of those Yeah, we things. really got screwed. Yeah. And we really did. But, you know, um, I always wanted a hoverboard uh, growing up. I would always pretend that I had one stuff. But, <laughs> yep, and Back to Future 1 and 2, that was my childhood. Those movies are number one on my list. So Awesome. Awesome. Great call. Great call. Yeah, I, I, I completely forgot about Back to the Future 2 is in the that takes place in the 80s, too. Uh, I think it was the third one that took place in the 90s, right? Isn't it like 90, 91, the thir- third one came out? Oh, yep. might have been. Yeah, yeah. It, came, okay. it came out. Yeah. It, the I think the second one came out in '89, and yeah. the third one came out the year after, and that was the yeah, '90. I feel like the third one is definitely the weakest, but it's not that bad. I know it gets a I bad like, rap. I lo- it gets actually a bad the rap. third one was probably my favorite growing up. Okay, um, I do like because I like the, the trains West, and yeah. the western. Yeah, like that. And although my sister says that it's the worst one, I think it's actually pretty solid. So yeah, good yeah. call. Very good call. Awesome, and. <sighs> The finale is All right, Justin. Here we go. Uh, I like Vinny. Have two movies at my number one. I cheated as well. Uh, so do you guys have total of like seven or eight movies that were no. There's that, five. that would be they're Justin. Just, I have ranked. okay. I have six for mine. Oh shit! Yeah. If, if you guys if you guys don't stop, I'm going to start naming Bond movies here. No. So proceed <laughs> proceed with caution. All right. <laughs> Next time we do a top five, I'm cutting it. I'm going to do four just to be safe. Um, yeah, you, 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 you owe me one. So. <laughs> you can have my five. You owe me a slot. Yes. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, my number one is a tie. Uh, first off, just like Greg, Umpire Strikes Back. Um, yep. What can I say? As much as I don't know if this is a good thing to admit, but Star Wars is such a big part of my life. I know that sounds very silly that a movie series is like that, but. Um, Sci-fi, reading, books, video games. Um, you know, we bought. My daughter has a a a baby Yoda hoodie or not hoodie sweatshirt that I'm like I saw. It, I'm like she has to wear this, and she doesn't even know what Star Wars is. Let alone she probably doesn't even know her name yet. But uh, you know, we'll get there <laughs> in time. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. Lando Calrissian is an awesome character. Boba Fett's great. Um, the you find out that Luke is the son of Darth Vader at the end. Bespin, I love the Cloud City. I love, again, going back to my fascination with the vehicles and starfighters and stuff. I love the Bespin cloud cars, the twin cars, the orange things. I don't know yeah. the purpose of why there's two cars <laughs> together, but I love that. So that's why Empire Strikes you Back can, is You can one. fly those in Star Wars Rebel Strike for the GameCube. Really? You Interesting. Can. Yeah, that's a ship option. I did not so. know that. I wouldn't recommend it, but now there. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, do you uh, know? Do you know really quick, do you, do you guys know the story of how Mark Hamill found out about um, the Darth Vader line? I have, no. to send, I have to send you guys no. that. No, because I've seen I've seen is the story is the story is consistent through many of his interviews and the um, Empire of Dreams documentary, which I highly I gotta recommend watch that yeah. for everyone. That is a great I cannot say great. I'm not a documentary guy because they suck. <laughs> but I mean, that is a great, great documentary. <laughs> so I definitely recommend uh, you check that one. I don't even watch the Bond documentaries because they suck, but because wow. um, they're wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> check that out. The story, the story of 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 that whole thing on how that went down is hilarious. And I'll send you guys 
something later but uh yeah that's something i wanted to throw in there but anyway well my tie which i'm sure you guys know this already because this is my favorite movie of all time (laughs) and that is ferris bueller's day off i love that movie with a passion (laughs) i know i've talked about that ad nauseum before um just being in chicago being i know people in chicago get mad when people like me say this but being from chicago even though i was from the suburbs um yeah, like it, it's just it's such a great highlight of all the things to do in the city. I remember um, I think after college, Erica and I went out with our friends, John and Missy, John, the same one that I goofed around in band talking about coming to America with. And we tried to hit all the things that they do in Ferris Bueller. Um, we went to <laughs> I don't we the art museum. I don't know if it was closed or something was going the on there. Institute. So we went we went to yeah, the art institute. So we went to the Museum of contemporary modern art which was kind of interesting they had like a wall of fungus and somebody called that art so that was kind of cool to take the place we went to the Shish tower did the sky deck we did not eat pancreas at shea louis uh we went somewhere i think we went somewhere else but um just totally fun like like that you movie didn't is just, pro, you didn't pose as abe froman i did not yeah. pose as abe froman sausage sausage king, king of, of chicago, chicago. <laughs> mr froman Sergeant Peterson, Chicago Police. <laughs> there you go. Is that good? Well, that, was good. Got the that was easier because that was a really strong yeah. Chicago accent. Oh, is Cameron or, Fry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cameron Fry was me as a child, just always worrying about everything. Uh, <laughs> I did like he had a Red Wings jersey. They go to Wrigley Field. I mean, being a Cubs fan growing up, um, you know, it, there's just so many good memories. And again, talking about Greg, you mentioning like WGN, the you know the main news station yeah. out here. I remember that was like one of the first times I saw that was on like a WGN Sunday afternoon movie, yep. not knowing what it was and just being blown away um, and being scared that that's what gym class was going to be like making you run laps. Um, <laughs> I don't think I ever ran laps in gym class. Lake, Lake Forest High School, I believe. Some people th- thought it was New Trier, but it's actually it Lake, Lake Forest, Forest High okay. School, I think. So, so yeah. Uh, or Glenbrook? Maybe it was Glenbrook. I don't know. It wasn't my high school. It's all those so. rich north side people. Right. I, it wasn't my high school, us. My high school stunk. South side. So uh, really quick, Justin, you yes. said Cameron Fry's Red Wing jersey. You remember what player that was? Gordy Howe. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Number, Number nine. 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 Yep. Well done. Uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that there's not much else to say. Um, yeah, uh, deep, deep cut. Uh, the one mechanic that takes the car for a joyride. Did you know he is also in the Super Mario Brothers movie as one of the goons with Bowser? Is no, really? That's the only other thing I've ever seen him in. He's, a, he's in. He's in. He's also in Platoon. Oh, see, I've never he's, seen Platoon. Yeah. So he's one of the. He's one of the. He's one of the. Well, I won't spoil it for you. So all right. And yeah, I've so told that's... you the story many times. The other. The other. Um. Um. What you call it? The other car rental guy. I went to school with his son. So nice. The son was a nice. So. Oh, not nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Anyway, All right, should we get to the call. should we get to the the other people that wrote your, in because we are your, really long. Here. Your your top 80s movies, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Kick us off, Justin. All right, Glenn, a uh, former coworker of mine, he's an amazing guy, huge White Sox fan and Bears fan and Blackhawks fan too. Uh, he wrote in Empire Strikes Back, Caddyshack, Blues Brothers, which was not on any of our lists. That's nope. a movie I've seen once. Um Yeah. It's it's fine. I like the yes. music. I like the music of it. Yeah. Um. You know, driving by Statesville occasionally, being out near Joliet <laughs> creeps me out. But uh, he That's also said one. Long Riders, which I looked up because I didn't know what Long Riders in. That's a uh, 1980 that movie. It's got Stacy Keach. Uh, it was produced by Stacy Keach and James Keach. It's got Dennis Quaid uh, in it and David Carradine. Um, and I believe it deals with uh, being with Jesse James and there's some bank robberies and things like that going on. Out oh, okay. in the wilderness. So that was that one. Uh, so that's that not the. Fun. That's not like that bicycle movie, is it? Not, like, no, I that's Easy of, Rider. 
No, oh. no, no, not Easy Rider. There's like another oh. coming of age movie with Dennis Quaid in it, and there's like a I can't remember the movie. No, I definitely not. Anywho, that, so. ignore me. All right, who wants to go next? Vinny, Vinny go ahead. Greg? Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead, Vinny. <laughs> all right, all right. Zach writes in uh, Bull Durham, Stand By Me, Full Metal Jacket, which was yes. one of my honorable mentions. Same. Uh, Air Airplane, Suburbia. Um, I don't remember Suburbia. No, I had to look that up. That was from 1983. It says, when household tensions and a sense of worthlessness overcome Evan, he can find escape when he clings with the orphans of a throwaway society. So, um, hmm. yeah, I guess uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is in it, oddly okay. enough. I'm looking at that right there. But apparently something happened where there was a little bit of uh, control from the producers where they kind of overrode what the director wanted in it. That's what he was telling me on Facebook. So uh, thank you, Zach. Interesting. Lee was also in Back to the Future. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Needles, right? Played needles. Yeah. Needles. Yep. <laughs> Ellen writes in with Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Honorable mention for me. Yep. Yep. Same here. Stand by me, Uncle Bug, Goonies, Ghostbusters, which my kids are now in love with the original. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's a great one. Yeah. I had Goonies and Ghostbusters as I had. Yeah, man. I had Ghostbusters uh, and Breakfast Club. Honorable mention. Same thing with Planes, Trains and Automobiles. 16 Candles is really good. Stand by me is one that I really liked, too. If it's the movie I'm thinking yeah. of, it's a teacher movie, yeah. I believe. Right. With uh, J- Edward, no, Edward James almost, James almost. I don't, I can't, maybe I'm misremembering that. That's the teacher, no, that's Stand By Me, isn't that? The oh, no, Stand by, Mo- Stand by Me is that's the one with the four kids, right? Stephen yes. King. Stephen yeah. King, okay, Stephen and that King, is not yeah. what I'm thinking of. Never mind. I'm thinking of Lean On Me with Morgan Freeman. That's a good 80s movie, too, where he's a teacher. Okay. Oh, okay. principal, he's a principal. All right, go ahead, Greg. Erica writes in with The Burbs, Adventures in Babysitting, and Weekend at Bernie's. Ooh, had, weekend at Bernie's. I forgot about that. Yeah. She loves that's a good that. one. She is. She loves that movie. I don't know. Adventures in Babysitting. Which one? Is that's that a great again, movie. Guys? I love okay. that one. I don't, that takes I don't place know if in I've Chicago seen that too. One. Oh, does, does it? it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I believe it's Elizabeth I've seen parts Shue. of it. I think it's Elizabeth okay. Shue. She's, she has to go downtown. Oh, okay. Something's going on. Then their car gets messed up and then they're trying to get the car back. And then there's some, some unsavory people they got to deal with. And, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's just like an adventure movie, literally because of the oh, title, okay. but uh, it's a good, it's a good eighties <laughs> movie. So, uh, yeah, weekend and Bernie's Erica, when we had direct TV, she had that recorded on the DVR and that was her go-to movie when she wanted to take a nap, she would put weekend at Bernie's on. So oh, yeah, there you movie. go. All right. Melissa wrote in, she said, breakfast club, great movie. Heather's. I have never seen Heather's, but I've heard of it. Heard of uh, it, yeah. Beetlejuice is another one. I remember I had the Beetlejuice action <laughs> figures as a kid, uh, dead poet society. That's a, very good movie. Very dark. Uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Princess Bride. I think I've only seen once. Clue is a movie Um, we used to teach in eighth grade language arts. We would teach uh, the Agatha Christie movie. Agatha Christie. Agatha. Let me try this again. Agatha Christie novel. And then there were none. Uh, and we would show the kids Clue afterwards because it's similar. Uh, and that's a great movie. Uh, Better Off Dead. I've heard of. And she also loves Ghostbusters, too, which I have talked to her. It's a good movie. Times. Not a great movie. It's a good movie. Stop it, Justin. <laughs> See, I thought I wait, I got mixed up. So, Vinny, I thought, okay, my bad. I thought you hated it, Vinny. And Justin. no, I'm the one no, that doesn't it's like the it. other way. That's okay. Justin. Okay. Pink slime. Come on. Uh, all right. Well, we, we don't need to rehash this anyway. <laughs> What's wrong with pink? Slime? I just I love, to say, I love seeing Vinny's pink eyes slime, green slime, and it's all the same. 
Sure. Blue jacket, green jacket. Who, who gives, gives a, a shit? shit? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> See, this guy knows what same thing going on in my head. So. All right. Go ahead, Greg. Take Sean's or Vinny, whoever's turn it go is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Vinny. I think it's mine. Ahead, Vinny. Uh, Sean writes in uh, Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters, Back to the Futures. Um, so I'm guessing he means one and all two. Three. Yeah. Or all two. Yeah. Both of them. Yep. Yep. No. Ferris Bueller. Uh, honorable mention for me. Breakfast Club, Roadhouse. If you're going. Uh, cheesy 80s and license to drive uh oh and the first three indiana jones movies. we don't yes. talk about the fourth one the fourth one was the one i saw for the very that was the first indiana jones movie i ever that saw. was the first one you saw wow. yes crystal skull rooted wow. but I, yeah but then mine I was mine was temple i yeah, temple mine was doom is doom actually too. my yeah. favorite i don't know why um that's my favorite but yeah no i i really? saw crystal okay. skull and i'm like this is not good or it's okay, but I've heard the originals were better. And I think my mom bought me the box set for Christmas like that year. So <laughs> license to drive fun fact in Vinny, you're going to think this is definitely me. I remember I saw that movie when I was very little and there's the scene where he's in with the instructor in the car and the instructor's just yelling at him and screaming at him about he's doing such a bad job. I was so scared. That's what it was going to be like to get my license. <laughs> that makes sense. Thankfully though, I, I got an, I got an A and you relate I everything to you relate everything to movies. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I did not have to take my driver's ed test. I had a waiver. So. All right. Uh, take take one more, Vinny. Um, okay. Uh, Chris wrote in by the decades list. In uh, 1980, he had Caddyshack. 1981, <laughs> Stripes. 1982, Rocky 3. 80, or 82 at Rocky 3. 83, Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> um. 84 Footloose, 85 Breakfast Club, 86 Ferris Bueller, 87 Good Morning Vietnam, 88 Coming to America, and 89 Weekend at Bernie's. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that, that is a, a hell of a decade. Dude, Chris always comes through yep. with like the years and the order and everything. Like, yeah, he's, he, he fun, fun fact I was in the Footloose musical when I was in high school. I don't know oh. if you guys knew that about me. This is like I the Justin like, Reveal podcast. Yeah, is this the yeah. singing and dancing? Singing and dancing. The There's band? a tape. No, no, I was in the musical. I played the the bad guy or one of the bad guys that was like the jerk boyfriend or jerk boyfriend's wow. friend. I can't remember. This is a, this is but incredible. Yeah, I had to sing songs yeah. and we we had to we had to choreograph stuff. Yeah, I was in. I needed. I was. A I need to see this video. I think Greg and I need to do. Watch it and then have a reaction video to. Oh, there you go. That can be that. A review. Or yes. shit, you need to just stream the YouTube, stream it to YouTube, and then you can have your. It'd be like Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, go ahead, well, Greg. I was gonna say Pretzel Vince from the text line writes in number one Das Boot in German. Uh, number two Weekend at Bur- a lot of Weekend at what Bernier is that a different? Is that it might be an autocorrect? No, yeah, it was weekend of Bernie. He's weekend bad at Bernie, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Caddyshack. Uh, number four, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number five, Stripes. And I like the honorable mentions right here because I didn't, I didn't know some of these. Yeah, Batman was on Pretzel Vince's. I'm surprised honorable on that one. Yeah, I love that call right yeah. there. The Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, good. that's a good movie. Fucking beautiful. Don't get me started on Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> put one of yours in the hospital. You put, put one, one of, of them in the, the morgue. morgue. <laughs> Don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Four major league. Five, uh, five fast times of Ridgemont's high. 
Great and movie. For some reason, he went 6A and 6B when he could have gone 6-7. Yeah. Glory, <laughs> Glory is a fantastic movie. And that is definitely an honorable mention for me. I love that movie. And Matthew Broderick is underrated in that movie. I will say so. That was great. I saw that in school. That was great. I did too. I did too. I absolutely did. And I was a junior. I'm like, this movie's amazing. So, um, and then uh, another fantastic war movie. My favorite war movie is uh, Platoon. (laughs) Very nice. Nice. um, And he sent, I sent my top five without my name. Sorry. (laughs) So, well, Pretzel Vince is his name, right? Do you guys ever the, yeah. the pod? Do you, do you guys ever see Das Boot? No, I have not. I it's ha- good. You have to watch it in German. I don't it's think I watched it because there was a dubbed version, right? Yeah, there is a dubbed yeah, version. Yeah, that's dubbed. what I that's what I saw. So yeah, okay. I, I, I've seen it. The German one. It's fantastic. You know the uh, the lead guy, the 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 U boat captain in it um, was also in. Uh, I was gonna say strange brew. That's not correct. Um, <laughs> beer fest. You guys remember that movie? Yes, I remember beer yeah. fest. Yeah, they actually had a callback to Das Boot. Do you really? remember that when they're? I don't remember sp- that movie so much, but they're spying on the the restaurant um, after they you know get the beer recipe, and the the Germans are spying on the restaurant, <laughs> and he he has a callback to that where he's like, oh, I, I, I don't like being in a submarine because I once had a bad experience in it. Or <laughs> That's something amazing. along the lines of that where really? they had a callback to a super serious movie, which was great. <laughs> Interesting. Awesome. All right. Uh, our guys over at the Two Jocks and a Schlub podcast, highly recommend them. They said Ferris Bueller and Blues Brothers. So well done, guys. Nice. I agree with that. Yep. Um, Vinny, you want to take the next one? Yep, the Fired Up podcast had fast times at uh, Ridgemont High. Great movie. I Yeah, I think I've told this story. My buddy brought that over. We watched that. He introduced us to that. And then he brought over Napoleon Dynamite. And he's like, this movie is just as good as Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And <laughs> no. I was like, yeah, after that, I did not take movie advice from him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. the, <laughs> the Intercept Your Lunch podcast says Rocky 3 and Rocky 4. Rocky 4 was my honorable mention. Director's cut. <laughs> Didn't I've they, heard that's yeah. really good. Yeah. I don't know what he added, but uh, I, I heard they took out the robot. They, they, they took out, um, what's his name's <laughs> robot. All right. Uh, Jay Bird from the Tux Lines at Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Great Outdoors, also good. Hoosiers, Untouchables, Glory, Full Metal Jacket, and Heartbreak Ridge. Thank you, Jay Bird. All right. Vinny, go ahead. Uh, Lynn writes in Stripes, Ghostbusters, National Lampoons, Vacation, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Little Shop of Horrors, Field of Dreams, American Tale. Is that, is uh, that, that's not Five Goes West, is it? I think so. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. I don't know. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and that's a good one. Back to the Future, and Turner and Hooch. I forgot that one was a movie. Yeah. That's a good one. Very good. I know they have a new Turner and Hooch TV show, I think, on Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah. They I haven't do. watched it yet, yep, but they do. I've not watched it either. All right. Uh, I guess I can take this last one since this is from my mom, Robin. She wrote in Big. I know she is a huge fan of the movie Big. She loves that movie. 16 That's Candles, which was also on my list. Uh, Ferris Bueller, Field of Dreams, Steel Magnolias, which I have never seen. Uh, Rain Man, which I have seen. That's a good movie. Risky Business is another movie I have never seen. Uh, Some Kind of Wonderful, which I had never even heard of. That's a movie with Eric Stoltz and Leah Thompson. 
Um, and it looks like um, they're friends and there's a popular girl trying to, they're trying to get a date with this popular girl, kind of like a coming of age story. And then lastly, she said the karate kid and uh, Dustin Hoffman in Tootsie. Tootsie. Yeah. So there, that that's movie. a, that's a, that's a callback there. All right. Um, so yeah, we're done. That's it. You guys got anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I had a couple honorable mentions sure. that weren't mentioned. Uh, okay. I had Wall Street, um, oh, fantastic yeah. movie, Lethal Weapon, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Return of the Jedi, um, Empire Strikes Back I didn't have on my list. Uh, you guys both did. But yeah, that was an honorable mention. I probably could have snuck in at five, but I figured I'd throw Strange Brew in there because I figured <laughs> none of you guys would have had that one. And then nope. also the Terminator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good call. It's a good one. So, yeah, Greg, what about you? Any other honorable mentions? Another one I, I I know I brought it up before, but Midnight Run. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie with uh, Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Kind of like a buddy comedy crime thriller sort of movie. Um, just just go check that one out if you got nothing else to watch or something. That is a that is an underrated uh, movie. Real a lot of fun, crazy adventure, um, and just kind of like a good buddy tale. So. Awesome. Um, I, most of my honorable mentions were mentioned Batman and uh, Return of the Jedi was on there and, and a bunch of others but uh, the three that weren't mentioned Summer Rental with John Candy is a great 80s movie oh yeah uh, love that movie Luke Torn's in it as well plays a kind of a pirate restaurant owner I guess you would say <laughs> I don't know how else you can call that one and then my other two are two of my they are my favorite 80s uh, Schwarzenegger movies and that is Running Man and Commando I love those yeah. movies with a passion okay Commando's probably got the best one-liners. Running Man, I just love because it's got what's his name from uh, Family Feud in it and the whole game show aspect of it. Uh, my buddy Greg and I, every once in a while, we'll have Arnold days in the summer when we're both off and we'll just watch back to back to back to back Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movies. And those two are always on our list. So nice. Let off some steam. Uh, is from All Commando. right. <laughs> All right. So there you go. That's our top five 80s movies. We are done. Thank you for listening. If you have feedback, if you want to tell us your 80s movies, if you didn't get it in, email us at baseballwhatever at gmail.com or baseball and whatever podcast at bellyupsports.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash baseball and whatever. Tweet us at baseball and what. Uh, don't forget the new and highly uh, well done text line is fully operational. You can also leave voicemails. That is 913-808-3278 or 913-808 fart there we go i knew that was coming so uh be sure to tune in next week i think we're going to do something thanksgiving uh thanksgiving related right guys we're still working oriented oriented yeah something along those something yeah all right we'll figure it out we're gonna talk about star wars yeah (laughs) can we can we have like a bond instead of a turkey cook a minoc or something no nothing you guys know what a Minoc uh, is? Very stringy, oh. aren't they? Yeah, I yeah, would imagine so. They, the live Minox, on, they live on large asteroids in yes, caves. And they, they suck the electricity out of the uh, batteries. Yeah, chewing on the power lines. There you go. Um, yep. All right. Well, I'm going to stop showing off my nerdiness there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Feel free to tune in next week. Let us know how what you think. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review if you like our show. That really helps us um, move up in the rankings so that we can get more listeners. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got. If you're on YouTube, make sure you go and search YouTube uh, Baseball and whatever. Subscribe to our channel. You got all the video versions if you want to see our glowing faces when we discuss these things. Um, and that's it. So have a great weekend. We will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Take care. See you.